0: Welcome in, everyone, to episode 76 of the Bowcats Podcast. I'm your host, Caleb Payne, joined by my co-host, Speed is Chief 2. Yo, what's up, Caleb? It's good to be back. You know, there's a... Uh, well, we had the early apology for those listening, because if you're really trying to listen exactly when we're supposed to release it, it'll be maybe like a 30 minute to an hour late. Uh, we're recording a little, a little behind schedule. We're, like I said, we're trying to release that... At twelve PM Pacific on Wednesday, so it is. We're currently recording this at eleven twenty AM, which means that we're probably gonna miss the deadline. This is gonna be a very very short podcast, but yeah, uh, that
1: and is And honestly, honestly, this one's on me, not on Caleb this time. So direct your uh, direct your frustrations at me, Slow is chief.
0: You know, I uh, look. I'm not even upset about that, right? What we really need to know is. Where's the shaved off beard? That's <laughs> that's the big disappointment. The deadline, the 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 date of shave was December 1st and it is December 7th, sir.
1: It's true. It's true. And, and, you know, I was thinking about this a lot. It's like, man, I feel like I feel like something is just like eating away at me. I don't feel uh, super comfortable right now. And I really don't want to let my friend Caleb down. So, uh, what about the listeners too? <laughs> I know the listeners too. Yeah, yeah. I, I definitely uh, want everyone to know that I'm a man of my word, you know. So, I got to make good on the bet. Um, I was thinking, Caleb, I'm actually pitching this to you in real time. Like, we didn't talk about this prior. Okay. Um, I do believe I have a banked Bastidon coaching session as well. So yes. I wonder. Yeah, yeah, you
0: haven't you haven't fulfilled that one either. That's
1: true. I, I wonder. I wonder if there's a, uh, I wonder if there's an opportunity to do a beard shave fundraiser, Bastion coaching session stream, like in you the know, next few days.
0: I'm uh I'm open to it. I'm open to it. I cannot do Friday or Saturday because okay. I will be at a wedding. But outside of that, I'm open to it. So okay. you tell me. You you let me know when I'll clear my schedule. Okay. Ready for it? Now, here's the thing, right? The Bastion thing, yeah, no big deal, right? You, you you're gonna do a one one uh, eventually, but the big thing is the beard shave thing. Those, you know, I was really hoping to see you clean shaven for that Toronto regional stream <laughs> that you're casting, right? And We'll talk more about yeah. that whole thing in a bit. So I came I came up with the remedy, I think, right? Oh, okay, right? okay. To 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 make it feel a little better about this delayed fulfillment of the result of the bet all right so you know how i said once you shave you had to update your profile picture with a selfie and change it on twitter for a full month right yep i think as a punishment for delaying the shave you add on a day of that profile picture being changed on top of the month for every day you don't shave since december 1st that's fair right yeah yeah, thirty-seven yeah, days yeah. compared to like thirty, right, or thirty-eight, whatever, depending on whenever you shave. That's not too yeah. bad. Yeah, a couple extra days, yeah, extra week. Yeah, Because yeah. <laughs> cause pe- people, yeah, true, extra week. Because people on Twitter ain't ain't happy. Some people on Twitter ain't happy. Majority, we should say. Because look, if if you aren't on Twitter, you don't know what happened. Let me just pull it up. All right, dude. Media chief, okay, he uh he was trying to appeal to the masses
1: here, right? I, he, I thought was, I had friends, man. <laughs> I so, thought I had support from the community. We, we, no? care,
0: we care more about people falling through on their word. you know. Oh, apparently. Yeah. So, so is Chief, five days ago, right? It was, I think, yeah. December 2nd or something, or December 3rd, maybe, said, For season 12, Caleb Pang and I bet so that bad. I would reach the top 10 on GBL leaderboards. If I couldn't, I would shave my beard. I peaked at, <laughs> you had all this appeal to the masses kind of language. I peaked at number 30, 366 with 33. 82 ELO. Is that enough to save the beard? And then the poll question is, yup, keep the beard. Or, it was, nope, shave it off. Over a 1,001... Uh, okay, it was a total of 1,131 votes. Oh my god. <laughs> and only 25% said, keep the beard. 75% said, no, shave it off. You know, we got beard. comments like, bet is a bet, right and you got like a little baby (laughs) jiff in there right and we got uh it'll go back in no time but if you wringle out of this you'll never get your integrity back shave Uh it off on stream
1: obviously dude even even shiny hunter ben dm'd me this isn't like public but he dm'd me and he's like yeah man it's a bold strategy trying to get out of that (laughs) bet."
0: yeah yeah Look, it'd be uh, different. It was a bet with just me and you behind closed doors, right? But we put it out in the public for everyone to hear, and we've dude, been talking about it for weeks.
1: Every week, you know, really, since the bets, right? You know what's wild? Looking at looking at the numbers, a thousand one hundred thirty-one people voted. That's basically like the same number of trading card game competitors that were in Toronto, like a <laughs> thousand people, and eight hundred and fifty of them stood up and said, "Shave it!"
0: I, and, you know, like, regardless of what people may think. I didn't encourage any of those votes. By the time I saw the poll, it was already a done deal. It was a wrap. You know, I was on a That's plane true. when the you... poll would drop. I can't I'd land in Canada. I looked and, you know, what a nice surprise I saw, right? And <laughs> look, everyone listening. I tried my best. All right. Every you can ask Speedy. Every single day we're in Toronto. I'm like, all right, you brought a razor, right? Let's let's go up to your hotel room. Let's do it. Right. Let's do it. right? right. Let's shave it off. Right? Let's 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 a, let's appease the masses, right? Let's uh you know they got pitchforks outside your house right now, and uh let's 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 calm them down. Let's let's provide a beard. You know, he, he didn't do it day one. I was like, all right, you know what? Day one he has a beard on stream. Maybe day two he has it off. That would be still quite the commotion too. <sighs> didn't happen. Didn't happen. So, I think the punishment for every day it's been delayed is is a is a good one.
1: Okay. Yeah. Seems yeah. fair. Seems fair, right? Yeah. Seems fair. Seems fair. So. Man, I really I really thought the people would come up and support uh, it, but chaos always wins here, man. Chaos, integrity, man.
0: What chaos. Do you mean? They hold you to they hold you to, Have you seen Game of Thrones? Yeah, of course. You know how they're um I uh, forgot what the word is. Didn't the Lannisters have a phrase or something? Uh what was the uh, Lannister's like house phrase? It was a Lannister a Lannister always keeps his word, or something.
1: Uh, I think so. A Lannister always pays his debts. Yeah, that's true.
0: Yeah, that's the one. Exactly. Uh, I see. I see. Yeah, follow through, man. You know, a <laughs> lot. Of, if you if you watch Game of Thrones, you'll know. Not even just Lannisters. For those that don't keep their word, you know, it does not end well for such such people. So, you know, Fair. on the show, so it always comes man. back. You know, some could say karma is a real thing, but we'll talk more about that later. Oh my <laughs> god, I cannot wait to talk about that. <laughs> uh, oh anyway, so I I've updated our bets. Right, I got a point for the uh, for the the beer bets,
2: mm-hmm.
0: and you know, everyone's everyone's like, oh, like, like, what did you have to do instead of him? You know, if, if you lost, right, you had to shave your head or something? I was like, no, yeah. I just had to cosplay Speedy chief, right? Yeah, yeah. You got the better
1: um, end of the bet from
0: the beginning. And then they're right? like, what? That's such a stupid bet, right? Yeah. I was like... Am I the stupid one? Oh well, <laughs> no! Or is it Speedy who agreed to it? I feel it was like more, everyone, yeah. if anyone listening to this, wants to be me, right?
1: <laughs> it, yeah, it was more like a, it was more like a bet against you, but also against myself, because the season was just so crappy in season twelve, and I was like, I was getting all fired up. I was like, Yeah, yeah, top ten, I can do it, you know. And then uh, you said, Let's add some more motivation. And I was like, Yeah, I'll do, I'll do that too, you know. Yeah. So I I'd, maybe maybe this is a an example of overcommitting. Who That's knows? okay.
0: You know, sometimes you got to set the ambition high. We needed fire under the feet, right, to to really feel the motivation. And also after this one maybe you you'll learn, right, not to make such bold
1: claims, but I'm telling you, man. <laughs> I'm telling you. And this is this is why you and Two O Butters work really well, right? Because uh you describe the bed to Butters. Uh-huh. And K- Caleb was like, Butters, did you take that bet? And he looked at you and he was like, Hell no, man. That's a terrible <laughs> bet. Uh-huh. <laughs> exactly.
0: You <laughs> know, people make bold claims a lot on the internet, right? Or in person. And I say, You know what? Let's put your money where your mouth is. You know, if you really think, so. if you really believe it, let's do it. You know, I, and I, I did it. You know, when, when Butters said Ampharos is going to be really good, I said, You know what? Yeah. I will transfer my basket on. If someone wins a regionals or international in the next three months of this season and for this GBL season. And I'm serious. I'm serious. We'll see. We didn't see a yeah. single amphoros in top eights of any of the regionals this past weekend. So that's three down. And there's only so much left in the next three months. I mean, there's a couple, but
1: yeah. There's only that's so true. many. There's only so Man, many. I was uh I was taking some notes on some of the regional teams. I think it was uh it was Stuttgart, I believe. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, dude, in Stuttgart, there were six out of eight teams in the top eight had not one, but two flying types on their team. Oh, so okay. it was like Mantine Noctowl, Altaria Noctowl, Altaria Pelipper, Noctowl Gliscor, Down Pelipper. Uh, there was a combination on almost every single one of these teams. And the other two teams all both had a flyer. They both had Jump Love and knocked out. But what I'm saying is for an electric type, there's like a very, what we call a target rich environment here.
0: Yeah, and you there know? weren't a ton of swampers either. There were a lot of glaring no. stunfists still, but not a lot of swamperts. So Only
1: one Swampert in uh, in Stuttgart. But yeah. then again, there were there were like six glaring stunfisk. <laughs> so <laughs> I mean you got that. the
0: focus blast, I guess, right? The yeah. the uptick in is not gonna be great, but we'll we'll talk True. about that in a little bit as well. Yeah. Um speaking of bets too. To recap, you know, at the beginning of these recording sessions for the past few weeks, we've been we've been starting off hot. We've been saying, you know what, let's do Scarliver's Violet, and it's it's been one. It was one to one previous to this one, and then we had another rematch for the for the tiebreaker, and the loser has to name their legendary after the opponent, right? The legendary mm-hmm. they have in their battle part, not their mounts. So Speedy hasn't even gotten his legendary <laughs> yet. I have mine, <laughs> but you know, we'll, we'll, you know, uh, it'll be. Uh, I mine, would I would name it after Speedish Chief if if I lost, but
1: yeah. Mine now has a reserve sign as soon as I catch it. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's just say it didn't go so well for Speedy. He did make it much further, and I mm-hmm. didn't change my team up at all. And he changed his team up a little bit. You you dropped something mm-hmm. for Obama Snow, right? What did you drop?
1: I dropped uh one of the dragons. I think I had uh Oh had yeah, triple was, dragons. Oh yeah. Triple dragon, I think. But I put Obama Snow in that slot and uh, it's just not powerful enough to beat like Roaring Moon in one shot. That's what I was hoping for. Yeah. Maybe I need to learn Avalanche or a more powerful Ice type move. But
0: well, Roaring Moon bad. is also deceptively bulky. It's um yeah, oh because it's it's not Flying Dragon either. It's not Salamance. It's mm-hmm. it's Dark Dragon. It's like it's wild Oh list. okay, yeah, I got you. So Fairy so would have been even better. Yeah, Fairy would have been good. Um, yeah, and then my dude flutter main has just incredible coverage you have dazzling gleam which hits two targets at once for some reason mm-hmm. shadow ball you have mystical fire right fire type and you even have power gem so i even had something for the gyarados if i wanted to go throw something super effective there yep yeah so it's a it's busted a it's a little broken <laughs> yeah do, do you want do you want to take a little break for next week right to to retool the roster a little bit so you have time I-
1: yeah, I think I think I'm just gonna continue to get uh to get beat up, even though I did <laughs> make it further this time. Uh it was because you were you were trying to execute on like a long term strategy and I got lucky, snuck in with Dragapult. And it's just so fast. Yeah. I yeah, yeah. A of yeah, that was
0: surprised. I was faster than Fluttermane. Um I think for mm. the next time if we can figure out a date on this. Sure. We should do the official VGC rules for this season. Oh. Which is you can't use paradox Pokemon and you can't use like legendaries and stuff like that too, right? So that way well, one, it's just like I just can't steamroll you with a Caridon in a in a Flutter main. but also like we're we're you know mimicking what's actually on the competitive circuit to to give it a test mm-hmm. run. So we'll see, we'll see. But um, yeah. yeah. So there's all that. So the score on the all-time bets is five to four, plus one tie, yeah. plus one tie. So it's uh, yeah, yeah. I, I caught up ahead. after all the Stardust losses. <laughs> yeah man
1: did you uh random question did you play a whooper spotlight hour at all
0: dude this jet lag's been killing me
1: yeah i barely I've, played i i, I went, went out s- to uh go ahead go oh
0: ahead. no no all gonna say is i fell asleep at five forty five p.m and i woke Ooh. up at 1 30 a.m
1: oh wow yeah. okay uh dude i i went out to uh eat at a mexican restaurant with my dad, dad. and uh we had a nice, you know, dinner or whatever. Just kind of hung out, and I was catching Wooper while I was, you know, at dinner. But that was it. As soon as we left, I was like, "All right, I think I played like maybe twenty minutes, and I just caught the spawns that were there."
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, it's uh, it- it's good for the dust. I think that's about it for the most part. Mm-hmm. Um, people were saying maybe if they bring Clodsire, it could be interesting. True. Into Pokemon yeah. Go, but I don't know if it would actually be relevant in Ultra League. Uh, Clodsire. Mm-hmm. I would. I haven't looked at the stats yet, distribution, see if it's similar or not to Quagsire. But the thing with Clodsire is, even if have a good IV spread of uh, Whooper. You you need you need the Paldean version. It's a Paldean Whooper, right? That's what it is. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah so yeah, so yeah. you need you need to go to Paldean version. So it's good for the dust though. So mm-hmm. I would I would say that was good. How much dust do yeah. you make in in total?
1: Uh, from that event, not many. I probably caught like twenty-five to thirty-five whooper or something. Gotcha, gotcha. Uh, Yeah, and it sucks too, because like I don't want to sound like I am ungrateful for Dust events, because that's been like a recurring theme that we talked about the lack of them. So I don't want to say like I am not uh you know grateful for it, and it not, I don't think it's cool to play. I, I think I am in the same boat as you. I was just like a little bit fatigued and didn't really want to uh go out and and do it because I went from Brazil to the U.S. to Toronto within three days. Mm-hmm. So I was like. All Over the place,
0: yeah, no, definitely. And I mean, you know, it's it's weighing on the back of your mind, right? Having to shave this beard, so there's just a lot, there's yeah, a lot there's weighing down on you, right? Mentally, the mental
1: fatigue, too, yeah, yeah, man, yeah. But uh, speaking of, of the Paldean Pokemon coming over to Pokemon Go, uh, I just saw this tweet and it cracked me up. Uh, it actually comes from Pokey AK. He says, Not only is Crabominable completely trash, it also looks stupid, AF2. <laughs> it's got like it's funny looking it does have like a bowl cut and then the um the prior evolution has like one eye kind of half open like a boxer that's been beaten up i don't know i haven't even caught
0: one yet (laughs) really no way yeah i have not i have not oh man
1: i i caught a few of them they're they're pretty cool it was it was more cool to me to play pokemon violet and then like a week later or two weeks later catch it and go i thought that was pretty cool
0: yeah that's true that's true um Oh, that actually makes sense. I didn't even realize it was a Scarlet Violet Paldean Pokemon because I haven't mm-hmm. played a lot of the main series games outside of Silver. So I thought like, yeah, Crabominable. Like, wait, how do you say Crab, crab Crabominable?
1: Yeah, it's kind of like it's kind of like it's a bomb, like abominable, so...
0: yeah. abominable. Yeah, abominable, right? With abominable. like crab. Yeah, but um, I I didn't even realize that it was exclusive to Scarlet Violet. I thought maybe it could have been like Sword and Shield or something else. But that's good mm-hmm. to know. Yeah. Um. Yeah, so cool. I haven't it, I
1: haven't, I haven't, gone outside yet. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, I mean, yeah, obviously, it, it looks kind of silly, but that, that tweet cracked me up. I was, like, scrolling, and I read that, and I was like, yeah, you're right.
0: <laughs> uh, well, anyway, so speaking of things that have been going on, mm-hmm. we just got back from Toronto, Canada. Yes, sir. And it's Toronto, Ontario, right? Ontario is the region. Toronto's the city or, or the province, uh-huh. right? And then the it's province, Canada. Yeah. yeah. So mm-hmm. it's interesting because when we travel internationally, we'll say uh Sound well, I guess yeah, we'll say like Sao Paulo, Brazil. Mm-hmm. But what's the actual like province or state of Sao Paulo? Or maybe they don't do it there.
1: It's uh apparently Sao Paulo is, is also the state of Sao Paulo. But oh, I think that the other okay. cities are different.
0: So it's São Paulo, São Paulo.
1: Yeah. Oh. Um, it's like New York, New York, yeah. I guess. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's it might be similar. <clears throat> okay, similar okay. Yeah. Um But yeah,
0: so uh we came back from that and it was a pretty interesting tournament. I will say that. There was Dude, a lot was going wild. on yeah it was wild it was stacked too there were some top tier players there that didn't even see the stage like the stream stage because of how stacked it was Mm -hmm. and how many you know battle great battles we could cover there Uh, but yeah what were your overall thoughts
1: dude i i honestly thought uh, these tournaments had just not been what we expected and compared to last season, right? Because last season, ever since Indianapolis with King and, and Eomero, we saw the Walrein, Registeel, Azumarill, you know, nonsense, kind of like a circular round table of Pokemon that you expected to see. But ever since Worlds, it's really changed. And uh, I know Niantic makes like minor tweaks to the meta here and there, but I feel like the Walrein nerf uh, combined with the Wing Attack buff and a couple other things they've done over the past two to three seasons have really made the, the meta wide open. And what I mean by that is, You actually called this out twice, which I thought was like really on point uh, and a really great point to make was that sometimes we saw like six team or excuse me, two teams of six with 12 unique Pokemon. Mm -hmm. There was like no potential mirror match on either side. And then other times at least twice on stream, maybe even three times on stream. I think the two and Lucio J's fans matchups and then the grand finals, it was a complete mirror team Mm -hmm. as well. So I was like, Man, I just didn't. I don't feel like we got that in Play Pokemon Season One. Did yeah, we? Yeah,
0: Brown Baller and Beach as well too on day one. They also had the same team. Oh which yeah, which means yeah, that yeah. Beach, Brown Baller, and Magic Mason all had the same team. <laughs> yeah, yeah so. which is wild, right? Yeah, yeah. It's it's been it's interesting because it seems like there's people that stuck with old meta Pokemon, and there are people that are trying to counter the new meta with different things. Mm-hmm. And there's just some really spicy teams out there too. Uh, just mm-hmm. in general, but I think it's especially on the first, like if only a few days after the patch and update for the yeah. PP moves. I feel like there's so much chaos that can happen because some of these trainers they've been practicing for a few weeks, maybe even a few months for this, and they don't really want to make change their team too much because they're comfortable with what they've been practicing with, but. You know, some people are, like, trying to think ahead and be like, you know what, I'm going to make an adjustment for some of these updates and some of these meta, and I think that's why we saw a lot of Noctowl and we didn't see a lot of Pelper, at least in Toronto. I, to be fair, I don't know if Pelper's that good. I mean, it's ranked really high, but the thing is, everyone seems to be opting for Lantern, and Grass mm-hmm. seems harder and harder to bring, not only with the Pelper buff, but especially with Noctowl, so... I think there is still a place for Pelipper, but I could definitely understand why it feels a lot more risky to bring that over a Noctowl.
1: Yeah, uh, I agree. I think the opportunity to hard counter, whether it's Registeel, Zap Cannon, or Lantern with Spark, is just too too tough to overcome. But that doesn't stop some people from bring, bringing Mantine to uh, regionals, you know?
0: Yeah, yeah, that was the whole thing too. Uh, Emmy Weedle was able to sweep the Stuttgart regionals with the Mantine, which is very impressive. And here's the thing, mm. Mantine I feel like is so feast or famine when you're going for bull beam baits or not. Yeah, because if you land against something like an Altaria, you're just like so far ahead. But if you don't land it, it's just like you you end up being so far behind, right? Because they're just upper shield and stuff, and it, it's kind of like live by the bait and die by the bait. And yep. we saw it. We saw a lot. We saw this occur from Magmar Man, who brought it to Toronto, actually. I think yeah. kind of overbait a little bit with Bubble Beam. Uh, but mm-hmm. He still did great. Like, he went 4-0 and and then lost to a dodge and then lost in the losers finals, I think, right? But, like, mm-hmm. that's still, like, a very impressive run with, with the team that he was running. But, you know, and, and, and I was watching the Stuttgart regionals as much as I could from the hotel room before we went on, before we went live. And even Emmy Wido, a world champion also, you know, kind of was hurt by baiting Bell Beam here or there. But yep. again, it's like kind of a fifty fifty call too, right? So it's not like it's not like the user's fault per se, but it is just it's not a safe it's not a safe move to use, right? It's a very yeah it's a very high risk, high reward
1: move. Mm-hmm. It's not like it's not like rock slide and earthquake on G-Fisk mm-hmm. because that you know both of those moves actually tend to have an impact unless you're like rocksliding a Needle Queen or another G-Fisk Definitely. uh just has though tactical but uh <laughs> with 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 bubble beam and ice beam it's like the difference is so drastic mm-hmm. if you if you land a bubble beam unshielded against Altaria it does like 3% damage but if you land like the ice beam it's devastating but with you know a uh, more consistent Pokemon like Glare and Sunfist, the bait doesn't matter as much. So you have to think like positionally: uh, is this the lead? How many shields do I have? Did I bait last time? Uh, is this going to one shot or not? Uh, what does my opponent have in the back? Like, there's so many questions you have to ask when you're about to throw a Bubble Beam. That, like you said, it it can really get away from trainers if they don't get everything like exactly right. It's like threading the needle every single time.
0: Yeah, 100. percent And I think that's why. I think Pelper is a much stronger Pokemon in that regard. Mm-hmm. But it's it's a lot bulkier than Pelper, I will say that. So yeah. there is definitely pros and cons to it. Um I I create a tier list. We could talk about this a little later before the oh, season dude, started. Yeah. And I, I, put I put it in the C tier. I put it in the C tier. So um and some people seem to disagree, but hey, you know what? Like I said, <laughs> I'm all about Encouraging people to put their money where their mouth is. If you can also do as well as Emmy Weedle in one of these regionals or internationals with Mantine, be my guess. You know, I I'll I'll reconsider mm. my tier list. But I'm just saying, props to Emmy Weedle, because I just think he's a great player and made a Pokemon that's not very good work because of skill, not because of the Pokemon. I think mm. if you run a really meta strong team. You can make it pretty far in tournament, even if you don't have ne- necessarily as much skill as your opponents. If, you're, you're, oh, if yeah. your if your opponent's using a like not as great team, this reminds me of an old video from King actually, or, or mm. actually it was King and no, it's from Trainer Tips. Trainer Tips went to, I believe Singapore. They had a Safari Zone in Singapore, and this was during season one of PvP and Sylph. and they yep. had the Kingdom Cup, and there were a lot of people there. Uh, King IV was there, Trainer Tips. Because a lot of people went for Survivor but they also hosted, like, a big tournament. It was, like, over 70, 80, 90 people or so in Singapore. And there were a lot of people there. Brandon Tom was there as well. And Mm -hmm. King ended up winning the whole tournament. He swept 7-0. And Trainer Tips did not do as well. Afterward, they decided to switch phones and play against each other with each other's teams, right? And Trainer Tips had, like, Empoleon. This is before Hydro Cannon. He had, like, a sunny cast Form. All this, like, very anti-meta stuff or or not even anti-meta off meta spice picks right whole team was spice king on the other hand had like a Bastion, a steelix a Mm -hmm. you know a little marowak altari like really good meta picks for that meta and change was like all right let's see can you beat me with my team and i use your team right we swap teams let's see if it's a let's see how much skill can make the difference here and King couldn't beat him. <laughs> King couldn't beat Trainer Tips using Trainer Tips C. Because wow. no matter how good the player is, if you're using a tough, hard-to-use team, it's hard to overcome those odds. But, mm. you know, Emi Weedos on a different level. So. And I've battled against Emi Wido and G- GBL and stuff, and it's been... It's not a fun time.
1: <laughs> Let's put it that way. <laughs> it's like it fighting way. DFH, right? You're like...
0: Oh, oh yeah, 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 definitely. I think I ran a mana buzz into... His save Y, Cham, and Deoxy Defense. And Man and Buzz pretty much beats all three, right? Or has to play against all three. And mm. uh, I beat him the first time. It was very close because I have a huge team count advantage. And the second time around, I remembered his team. And so I just, like, tanked a psycho boost on Doct- Doctrine on purpose because I'm, like, trying to, like, think ahead. and am like, yeah, this Doctrine doesn't have too much play. <laughs> I lost the second time, even after I knew his team. So it's, uh, yeah. Yeah, so he's he's good. I'll just put it that way. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't think other people can pull it off. We'll see. We'll see. But overall, Toronto regionals, I thought it was really good. Uh, the battles on stream were really good. There, I heard some you know weird technical issues outside of the stage matchups. Unfortunately, mm-hmm. you know we don't we don't really know what was going on there because we were just commentating. The stream battles and also you know we're not we don't know about that stuff so hopefully those kind of issues those technical issues are being fixed it seems like those that are on the judging crew particularly king on twitter was very receptive feedback and trying to you know increase the in, increase experience for those that are battling off stream i think the difficult yeah. part is this game relies on wi-fi and devices and all that stuff so it can be kind of tough i think to you know to make things work sometimes even if you want to but yeah agreed yeah and congrats to magic mason for winning the whole thing and congrats to brown baller for taking the second place spot and both earning tickets to uh to japan to yokohama Yokohama. yeah yokohama Yokohama,
1: man japan so dude as well as as well as like the different teams and stuff i felt like the play styles were so different because uh i thought your your anecdote about trainer tips and, and king was like really really well said if you if you recall back to brown baller and mason playing uh butter's actually i think he coined a new phrase he called it statement shielding and brown baller would like shield early moves fight really hard for switch and just play you know for lack of a better term, he tried to play like RPS, but not in like a, a Bastion Skarmory sense, but like he knew that he needed to keep like Medicham away from Trevenant. So he would just two shield whatever he had in order to maintain that alignment. And he was like very committed early on. Like it, he always made his intention clear. And then we saw other players like, uh, was it also uh, Brown Baller who played like very defensively against Gordon the Flash whenever he tried to like switch in and over, over farm? Brown Baller always like swapped in as well, or maybe Mm -hmm. that was Mason, but I'm just trying to say like Mason and Brown Baller had identical teams, but they still played very, very differently. Mason was like very committed to bringing Trevenant, whereas uh, Brown Baller was like, you know, it's the Umbreon show and I'm bringing in every single game.
0: Yeah, that's true. And they, I noticed it a lot because, yeah, the Gordon Flash, it was first Brown Baller actually um, when you were talking about that. Yeah. And I noticed it a lot because Wadage faced. Magic Mason in the Winners Finals and then lost to Magic Mason and then had to face Brown Ball right after in the Losers Finals. And I remember mm-hmm. when I was commentating that match, I was thinking, you know what? Yeah, Dodge had some practice into the same exact team earlier, but the problem is he's playing a completely different player. And yep. Brown Baller will likely play very different than Magic Mason. And we saw it too, right? Because Brown Baller was really relying on Umbreon lot, And it was a very strong pick. That's why it made sense. But really mm-hmm. relied on Umbreon Lots. Really relied on you know maintaining switch advantage for the win cons, whereas Magic Mason played a little bit differently there. And obviously both styles worked because both both play styles got them to the grand finals. But it, it is very interesting because yeah, you see the same exact team, but the play styles and strategies are very very different. And yeah, it was it was it was an incredible run um, for both trainers, but especially Brown Baller because he went through the when he entered the losers bracket. He entered and left a loser's bracket without losing a single battle. Like, not set, battle. Like, 2-0, 2-0, and then, I think, 3-0. It was, it was absolutely wild. And it goes into the winner's bracket, I think, uh, grand finals, and then wins the first two of that, too. He was on, like, a 9-0 run. It was, it was wild. Mm-hmm. And, and here's the thing, right? I mean, no, no slight to Brown Baller, but I believe, from what I hear, he went to a regionals and North American International Championships at AIC last season. He went to two of these events and he went i believe oh two in both so he Uh really turned things around right i mean maybe it's a lot of prep work maybe he just had a bad draw in the first two tournaments but definitely definitely made a statement right beyond just the statement shield so Mm -hmm. it was it was it was wild to see his his reads and his gameplay was just top notch especially on day two right he went oh two against magic mason at first went to lose bracket, but just, like, powered through it. And you could tell. It's almost like oh, yeah. every time he played, he got better, right? I don't yeah. know how to describe it. It's, like, one of those – and I've been, like, rarely, but I've rarely been in those states where I've been in, in – I, I think my – my uh, ex, ex one example I could think of is when I was in the Seattle tournament, the Open tournament, and it was – I had – I when I saw him do what he did at Toronto, it reminded me of what I was doing, is that you're, like, playing in a – tournament and you're so in the flow that like like everything just comes like second nature right and you start picking up on stuff that don't you don't usually pick up on or you're just so dialed in and that's what he looked like he looked like a man on a mission and so that's Mm -hmm. why i was like when he reset the brackets magic base i was like dude like brown could win the whole thing right here like i i don't think anyone would have been shocked after seeing the performance he put on for the past like hour plus um or like two, three hours plus, I guess.
1: Oh, dude, I absolutely agree. It, it was wild too, because uh, through that stage of the tournament, Brown Baller, like you said, just like con- continually gained momentum. Uh, and I I think the phrase that I kept saying was that he was tightening his grip on that loser's bracket. Like mm-hmm. he was just going to strangle anyone that got in his way. <laughs> it's essentially like the vibe I was getting from Brown Baller there based on the statement shielding, fighting for switch, and just having such control and command of the scenarios but Magic Mason was more like a, a counter fighter, right? If you ever watch, like, I remember back when I was, um, I guess, yeah, I don't, I don't want to date myself too much here, but I remember my brother was really into UFC for a while. And we talked about Anderson Silva, which is, you know, used to be one of the best fighters in, in the UFC. Yeah. And he was not a, a striker, a grappler. He was a, a counter fighter. So he would wait for you to swing and then he would just, you know, find an opening and just uh, really knock you out. So what I saw for Mason was that he was going down, you know, one game in a best of five. He'd go down two games and he would just find a way to like counter strike and claw back into it. So it almost felt like. Uh, two different opposing forces you know you had like a a mike tyson coming in there which is brown baller just trying to beat everyone down and just uh sub- make them submit to his will and then you had magic mason who was like more of a flow fighter like you know ali who was like dancing back and forth and trying to stay in the fight and outlast his opponent but both of them you know very different play styles with the exact same team you know which yep. is, is the point we started with which is wild
0: yeah Exact same team too. And they both carpooled to the tournament together. Yeah. <laughs> uh, funny story too. But yeah, those um it was a lot of fun to watch. You know, a lot of a lot of big names there too, but congrats to those two. We'll talk more about some of the the drama uh, some of the tea that came out of that tournament.
1: Mm-hmm. But... it wasn't all sunshine and boxers. <laughs> sunshine and boxers? I've never heard that phrase. Yeah, before. boxers like 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 uh Mike Tyson and Ollie.
0: Oh, oh, okay. I was thinking about like boxer briefs. I was like, "Huh?" I was like, no. <laughs> I mean, I was like, I guess boxes are pretty comfortable, but like, I don't, I don't, I don't get
1: it. <laughs> Dude, you don't, you don't walk outside in your boxers. Uh, it must just be a Mississippi thing. Dude,
0: know. I'm wearing my boxers right
1: now. This is the thing why
0: we don't have video this week. Yeah. So there another apologies I had to have, we, we 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 we're aiming for video this week, but uh, because of the the time constraints, we're gonna skip video. But we'll try to aim for mm-hmm. it for next week. But, yeah. um, but yeah, but because of that, I gotta wear my boxers again. Wow, wow. Yeah, important. man,
1: enjoy, enjoy it while you can, dude. It's going to end. Yeah, it's no longer going to be sunshine and
0: boxers. It's going to be just, <laughs> you know, bring lights and pants moving forward. <laughs> oh, jeez. Uh, but outside of that, over the weekend, we also had the Mega Events. And yes. it was the debut of Mega Swamper, Sceptile, and Blaziken from 2 to 5 p.m. during uh, on Saturday. Mm-hmm. And you have any feedback for the events?
1: Yeah, I mean, to to be candid, it was a bit tough uh, for me to play because not dissimilar from LAIC, we were either casting or you know doing admin work behind the scenes. And I I did a few of the raids. I think I did like two Blazikins and a couple of Swamperts, uh, and it was cool. I was actually gifted a ticket as well uh, by somebody on my friends list, so I felt like you know I, the ticketing system is so clever because it makes you feel like you got to play. You know, your friend invested in you and. And you're always know, so grateful to receive a gifted ticket, but like I was like, man, I gotta do some of these raids. So I was like trying to do them to while well, admin, not casting, right? That's a little bit too tough. But um honestly, I just wish the event lasted longer. I think if I could boil everything down to it, I would just say if it was like a six or eight or twelve hour event, that would have been pretty cool.
0: Yeah, I feel exactly the same. I mean, like, why can it not be longer? Why can't it be a weekend or something, right? Because there literally yeah, was right? no gym on top of where we were casting from and it was just it was like the ticket honestly didn't even help uh, because I think the ticket gave you extra raid passes for spinning gyms right yeah we couldn't spin the gym so even though you know I'm not saying all your efforts were in, well I guess I am saying all your efforts were in vain because <laughs> the ticket that you got from your friend unfortunately yeah. like it didn't come into use because even if you remote raid it because you weren't able to raid any in person right because I know I couldn't reach any yeah. and so I didn't rate a single one. Like I, I don't have I don't have mega energy for Swampert Blaziken, nor Septile. I mean, I figured they're all gonna come back eventually. But mm-hmm. yeah, I agree with you. Why why two to five, right? There's a lot of people rating I mean, I guess I don't know. From a monetary perspective, it could make sense because if you would only have a certain amount of time, they're forced to remote raid. But then you have like the ticket stuff, which encourages in person raids, and you only give them three hours to do it. Like you only fit so many in person raids in that time span if you're not raiding mm-hmm. the whole time. And we definitely yeah. weren't. We And so I didn't rate any, and I feel bad. My apologies to. Jangles, who was the one that gave me a ticket, right? He bought me a ticket too. And I, I feel bad. Same to you I was like, yeah, I feel encouraged to play now because my friend got it to me, but I couldn't even use his ticket he bought me to use. Like to point yeah. where I was just like, you know what? Yeah, I can remote rate this, but that would do Jangles's ticket that he bought me no justice. So mm-hmm. in protest, I'm not gonna rate a single one. Yeah. You know, and maybe I'm the biggest loser there. I don't know. But I'm just like, I'm not gonna do remote <laughs> rate passes when literally there's events that I could have done a bunch of free ones and a ticket I got mm-hmm. from a friend that allowed me to do free ones, but we couldn't reach a gym for, for the entire duration. Like by the time we finally got off stream, like, you yeah. know, and obviously we're working, so, you know, not everyone has experience, but not, I know not everyone's commentating a Pokemon Go tournament, but there may be people who have work <laughs> or who have yeah. children take care of or something, or something else going on the day that they can't do for three hours, right? And mm-hmm. again, I just... I've always been a proponent of this too. Like community day should just be community day. It should be 24 hours, right? Just like that is much more easier, man. It's not everyone can do that either, but you're going to capture more people, right? Like I don't even care about the three hour or six hour debate. Just make it actually a day, you know, just like go battle day is now a day. Make community day a day. Make these mega (laughs) raid things a day at least. Like, you could have made it a week and people still would have raided, right? Like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I don't know. Like, who wants to raid... I don't even know what's in Mega Raids right now. Houndoom? Snow? I don't know.
1: It's one of the uh, two. Abomasnow, I think.
0: Abomasnow, Endure, in Quest, too. Like, who's raiding these bomb snows? Yeah. I don't know. It's my gripe it's, about it, but, you know.
1: Yeah. It's wild because you and I have been making Pokemon content for quite a while. Uh, I know that... Uh, from from our positions, like we're pretty privileged that we're able to go out and play. A lot of people do work on the weekends, mm-hmm. so maybe this is just like a taste, right, of like a, a Ryan Swag situation because he does work in a hospital and he does work a lot of long shifts uh, oh. over the weekend on the weekends as well. So maybe this is just a little taste of like you said the the work time kind of cutting into potential play time and uh, yeah, it did feel like a bit of uh, a bit of FOMO action going on, you know, like yep. you can only do that. Raid Hour for so long.
0: Pokemon Go is built on FOMO too, right? Like before, I mean, I didn't do content creation full-time for majority of time I played Pokemon Go. I used to, you know, do other work and stuff. And But again, like even when we see these events, even if I'm enjoying it, I I always think there's people out there that just can't play this event <laughs> because they have work yeah. or they have stuff, right? I don't even care if yeah. I could play. Even if I was free during this time period, why not just make it available for everyone, right? For longer, I, I don't know. I don't it's. I mean, I'm sure there's like business decisions and all this stuff, right? I'm not privy to it, so I don't know. I'm just sharing my honest opinion on it, and you know, I was gonna say if you want to cancel me, you can cancel me, but I don't know why anyone's gonna try to cancel me for this. Like, come
1: on now. No, no, I don't <laughs> think so.
0: Yeah. Anyway, you can try. You can try, but I. I think the majority of people will want something like that. It's it just makes it easier, but. Especially if they're encouraging in-person raids, right? Like, if you're, in, if you're trying to encourage remote raids, sure. But, like, you're saying one thing and doing another, right? Like, mm-hmm. like, you're giving us all these raid passes for three hours, and it's not a lot of time, especially if you're busy. But yeah. I anyway, I mean, I do look forward. Oh, we were mistaken, too. So we're talking about Sceptiles is just pure grass. It's actually Grass
1: Dragon, I think. Oh, yeah. Shout no. out to uh, Twostel, right?
0: Twostel, yeah. Twostel did correct us on that, too. And shout out to House Stark, too. Apparently, we pronounce Kyurim wrong. It's not Kyurim, it's Kyurim. Kyurim? Oh, okay. Yeah, like Key. like K E Y. Kyurim. Mm. Pronunciations. I'll, One I'll I will choose... never say consistently yeah. is Farothorn. I know, man. Awful. Sounds Dude. awful, and we did see one on stream, and I just hate the sound of that. I'm gonna I'm gonna say Ferrothorn you know? Well, yeah, cancel remember, me for that uh, one if you'd like. I do not like the sound of Ferrothorn Right? It just sounds awful. Uh, I, I mean, I mean, former... I'll, I'll change it if like the Pokemon company's like you got to pronounce this better. But
1: yeah, uh, sorry. I, I was say I remember your former teammate uh, Craig James came to one of my streams, mm-hmm. and he was like, "Man, why do you pronounce all the Pokemon names wrong? Are you doing it on purpose?" And it was when I was <laughs> I was playing Ferrothorn <laughs>
0: He wanted you to say Ferrothorn?
1: No, no, He wanted me to say Ferrothorn. He's like, Why is why is Speedy saying Ferrothorn? It sounds so awkward. It does sound awkward. I don't like it. it. I don't like it. <laughs>
0: um it also doesn't it also if you look at it phonetically, it doesn't that's not the sound it's supposed to make. It's supposed to be Ferrothorn. Yeah. Phonetically. Yeah, exactly. I mean, obviously not everything's phonetic, right? But yeah, I don't know. Anyway. <laughs> um, yeah, so speaking of events, we have another event underway. I thought it was like a fighting event for a long time, but it is yeah. actually the mythic blade event it is yep. occurring now from Tuesday, December sixth to Sunday, December eleventh a very short event actually. It's like uh-huh. five days, maybe less anyway, so here's a weird one. I mean, this could have been our tea segment, but we have too much teas already, so we can we can just save this for the actual um actual stuff but so there is a seven ninety nine tickets for this event and mm-hmm. for seven ninety nine you get a special research story etc etc and you get a Keldeo t-shirt avatar, 14 rare candies, 12 silver pineapple berries, 2 incubators, 2 super incubators 2 incense various fighting type and water type Pokemon encounters and more and on top of that you get Keldio, which is the cult Pokemon. It is making its debut as original form. Is this this is a mythical or
1: legendary, I think? That's I a really that good question. It. It's I'm one or the other, I
0: believe. But obviously both, both of us are more of noobs of the main series game. But it's, yeah, so there's that. And it's $7.99 oh, $7. to access the Pokemon. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah.
1: It's actually a member of the Swords of Justice, along with Kabalian, Tarakian, and and Ver- Oh, Ver- It and...
0: is. Okay.
1: Yeah, it's like the fourth form. Came out in Pokemon black and white. So it's not a Paldean like the uh the, the new uh lobster we're getting, but something different. I see, I see.
0: And again, I don't know why they limited this so many so few days. So the event itself is from the sixth to the eleventh, but the ticket you buy is only active. You have to open Pokemon Go at some point between Saturday, December 10th to sunday december 11th (laughs) then you could complete the research it's already only a five-day event and you're gonna say on top of that we're gonna say you could only do the special research during these two days you gotta open the map. maybe the task probably stays around for a while but Uh, like why not just make it active right off the start (laughs) like you bought a ticket for increased fighting and water type encounters for two days Mm -hmm. for 7.99 yeah. I don't know, man. I mean, I'm sorry if I sound salty today, but this is just, like, mind-blowing to me. And I, I know that Pokemon Go got some backlash probably on Twitter already. We, I, I wasn't looking at a lot of the stuff and tweets and stuff because we were in Toronto and stuff. But, yeah. I mean, I get it. I get it, you know. Um, But that's just what's yeah. coming from the ticket. Outside the ticket stuff, you get uh, Crab Brawler. Crab that's hard to pronounce. Crab, crab Brawler. Crab Brawler. Crab Brawler, yeah. It's only one B, so it's like make me confused if I say Crabrawler? Crabrawler or Crab Brawler, right? Is it <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, I, it's I a can just
1: crab. I, I can just feel uh Twastell, House Stark, and probably a hundred a uh, hundred other people listening. They're like, it's crabrawler, you guys. Come on, you know. Yeah. Is it Crabrawler <laughs> or crab I'm saying Crabrawler. You say crab okay. right?
0: Yeah. Okay, well, we'll cover all our bases. Yeah, let's see, <laughs> let's see who's who's more accurate here. I actually have no idea. But yeah. And then there's a bunch of fighting Pokemon around, and that's cool and everything. Um, but yeah, and then Raids is what it is. Five-star Raids. Um, mm-hmm. Terrakion will start making an appearance starting tomorrow, Thursday the 8th. And then Virizion is until the 8th. Uh, is really good um, for Ultra League. Yeah, I mean, it's not really mm-hmm. good. It's really solid. And then Terrakion can be... Uh, I don't know if it's good in Master League, but it's going to be a really good Raid counter. Oh, it's yeah. Mega Aggron. That's the Mega Raid. Dude, Mega Aggron? We could do Mega Swamper or Blazian I don't want really to get it. Mm-hmm. But, but anyway. Um, feature attacks too. So, you know, um, you get Sacred Sword as well during these times for Terrakion, Verizion, and Keldeo. Um, field research task encounters. This is a pretty big one, too. There's Glaring Farfetch, Hitmon Lee, Hitmon Chan, Hitmon Top. Galarian farfetch you get from, I think it's catch 15 fighting Pokemon or power up a Pokemon 15 times. Those both Mm. grant you Galarian farfetch which one, can be shiny. and Two, those are nice because they don't really spawn in the wild. So it's a good, uh, I think, correctly if I'm mistaken, are the ones you catch here eligible for Great League? Probably not, right? I Uh, think they're only eligible for Ultra League, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, they might be. So that's kind of unfortunate, but unless you get someone that's like really low level doing these, mm-hmm. it could be kind of tough. So let me see real quick. Um,
1: yeah, it's a fair question.
0: Yeah, surfetched. Mm-hmm. I don't think, I think at level 20 is, it's just going to be way too high level for Great League, but I will mm-hmm.
1: check. I am digging the Hitmonchan, Hitmonlee, Hitmon Top spawns because, uh, you know, some of us have ambitions to build like an Ultra League Shadow Hitmonchan one day.
0: Yeah, I mean that is uh that's fair. That's fair. Spicy, I have yeah. I, I personally have been collecting a lot. I haven't powered any for Ultra League. I have three hundred and eighty-nine XLs mm-hmm. for Tyrogue. So you can make Hitmon Top, you need a Hundo for that, Hitmon Lee, Hitman Chan. you need XLs for both of those. I mean you need XLs for all three of them technically, but Yeah. Yeah, it's very hard to get a surf edge. So I, let me put it this way if you get a one 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 IVs at level twenty, it hits fourteen ninety. So Okay. So, so it's barely very yeah. tough, yeah. If you do like a if you do a one two two spread, you get fourteen ninety nine. So mm. uh, yeah, it's very hard. Unfortunate, but um hopefully people can acquire from other ways. I mean, I think they do need more glare and farfetch spawn events to possibly make it happen because you just can't yeah. it's too hard to acquire for Great League. Um, mm-hmm. but could be a chance to get some for Ultra, get the shiny. I would love the shiny too, that'd be a cool one. And um yeah, that's pretty much the event. I mean I don't know, these ticket things are just weird. Like that's yeah, expensive. I, honestly if they did like a if they did like a $1, $2 ticket research, way better, right? Like people would probably buy Agreed. that. I think mm-hmm. they would make more money off of that. Yeah. I could be wrong. I could yeah. be wrong. I mean,
1: I mean, do you want do you want uh eight dollars from you know five percent of your player base or do you want Two dollars from ten percent of your player base,
0: you know. Or twenty percent, like easy, I think. I think, right? Especially with the gifting stuff. Um, shout out to uh my my patron E one ten for gifting me the ticket though. I will say that. I do have I do have access to it. But um, you know, and I and like I'm not I'm not trying to tell people how they should and should not spend their money, right? That's definitely not a thing. This is more of a critique of Niantics strategy than anything else. Mm Like, if people want to spend the money on it, like, go for it. I, I'm not judging, right? Like, like yeah. more power to you, for sure. Like, I have no judgments there. It's more so uh, their execution of this one's
1: I'm, weird. I'm it's curious, kind of, too, man. Uh, it's like I mean the mind do
0: we... thing, Mr. Rhyme. Dude, that oh, thing is yeah, not game picking right. at all. And then they just released it during GoFest or whatever yeah. a, a year or so later. And, like, now everyone has it. But, like, I don't know. I mean, you got to pose from it, I guess. But, yeah. Sorry, mm-hmm. what were you saying? I interrupted you.
1: Uh, no, no, no. You're good. I was just saying, like, I, I don't know. Between the the raid hour, we couldn't play, and now this ticketed event, I, I I want people who are listening to just tell us, like, are we just being grumpy? Is the jet lag getting to us? Right? Are we just being grumpy old men, or are we actually uh, have a point here? I kind of think it's the latter.
0: Yeah. Uh, it's just I don't know. You I know, it's uh. I don't know. I'm with you. It. This could have been
1: a T segment for sure. <laughs> I was gonna say, yeah, I I'm with you. Like I, I don't think you're I don't think you sound salty. I'm just like, man, you know, these limited windows uh to play, it, it seems like the windows are getting shorter and the ticket prices are going up. And mm-hmm. if one of th- one of those two things was different, like if the window was longer but the ticket price was the same, it'd be fine. If the mm-hmm. window was shorter but the ticket price was less, that would be fine too. But it feels like we're kind of like pushing at the boundaries in the wrong direction you know what i mean
0: yes i agree with you i mean pokemon go is built on fomo
1: yeah and
0: uh, that's never a fun time like i get yeah. it right maybe there's needs to be a little balance of fomo to get people out out there and going mm-hmm. but there's just way too much built on fomo in my opinion right now
1: it's and... uh it's an interesting balance right because it's it's fomo but they also want it to be a forever game so mm-hmm. we have to remember, that like, even though this this ticketed event will release this, uh, uh, you know, this this pony uh, style Pokemon uh, or you said, what's a cult cult Pokemon? I yeah, believe. the cult Pokemon. Uh, yeah. Even though this will come just like Mr. Rhyme, eventually we will be able to access it because if it is a forever game, then eventually we'll be able to get it. It's just that fear of like being the kid who shows up in class uh, after Christmas when everyone has like the newest backpack and you're like, you have an old backpack cause you're waiting for it to go on sale. You
0: mm-hmm.
1: know? Yeah. Essentially, Ooh. essentially what it that's,
0: is. That's such a good analogy. That's such a good <laughs> analogy. I feel that one. I feel that one yeah, that's man. why i'm a jets fan for football because my mom bought because i like i grew up in connecticut and so you had to pick up patriots giants or jets and the jets yeah. backpack was the cheapest <laughs> so oh yeah. nice that's fine though i'm not i'm not salty about that i mean that's that's a different that was a different story i mean different situation yeah. right it's what, what my mom could afford at the time but yeah this is a weird one anyway that's, that's the events. You know, a bunch of fighting Pokemon. Uh, I'm trying to get some Surfetch, but yeah. I know.
1: You sound really excited, man. You sound like I mean, look, and this is
0: speaking as someone that got gifted a ticket, right? Like, I yeah. I appreciate, you know, e 110 giving me the ticket and everything. And for those that buy, like, they're probably looking forward to it. But, like, even for ones with the ticket, like, what? Like, you got two days? Like, there's stuff to mm-hmm. do, but. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so there's that. There is the December Community day info that has all been released as
1: well yeah do you want me and to read through this one i feel sure, like yeah go for it i i, I gave you i gave you a break here because i feel okay. like after the the mega raids and the uh <laughs> the, the swords were like oh man another one no. <laughs> no but uh december 17th and 18th 2 to 5 p.m again i feel like we were talking about that 11 to 2 a.m or 11 11 a.m to 2 p.m community day time slot and like the players really responded and said we want two to five we want two to five and that's what we're getting but um this is our big december community day weekend we got a ton of bonuses so essentially these bonuses apply to everything two times uh catch xp half hatch distance for eggs uh two times chance for trainers that are level 31 and up to get xl candies your incense activated during the event will last for three hours, which is cool because a lot of people will, uh, myself included, they'll look at the clock and say, oh, it's about 4.50, right? 4.50 PM. The event's going to end in 10 minutes. If there are good spawns, then I might be liable to like trigger a couple extra incenses just because you're getting three times the value. And as long as you trigger it before that time slot ends, you get extended incense into the night. So you can like go to sleep and leave your, you know, go plus on and you can, you know, tie rubber band around it. You can catch Pokemon all night essentially, until it it disconnects. Yeah, which is technically an hour, but... (laughs) Yeah, only one hour. If you wake up every hour, you can reconnect. Uh, Yeah, yeah, this
0: is like loss, right? (laughs) That's no way to
1: live. (laughs) 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 Trades made during the event will cost 50% less Stardust, which is cool. I guess it adds up over time. Uh, You get two times Catch Stardust, two times Catch Candy. Lure modules during the event will last for three hours, and you get one additional special trade, which is pretty cool. Uh maximum of two per day. So four for the weekend, which is pretty cool. Uh, mm-hmm. Saturday featured Pokemon are Sandshrew, Alolan Sand Alolan Geodude, Hoppip, sfeel and Stuffle. And I guess if you're looking there, you know, you go for the spicier things like the Shadow Claw, Alolan Sandshrew. I I, I guess you could skip on Alolan Geodude. We saw Jump Bluff being pretty good in some of the regionals uh, this past couple of weeks. Sfeel, I think Walrein is still viable, even in Ultra League, it's pretty solid. Mm-hmm. And Beware is kind of fun. Uh, Sunday is uh, I think a bit more heavy, and you might agree with me or disagree, but you get Teddy Ursa, Galarian Zigzagoon, Starly, Roggen Rolla, which is kind of a dud, Litwick, and Dino. And you can get Bulbasaur, Ditini, and Mudkip on either of those days, but I feel like the Sunday spawns are better. I, I think I think I saw somebody on Twitter say, yeah. Uh, so we can just take Saturday off and only play Sunday. Is that your strat?
0: Oh yeah, one thousand percent. It's better <laughs> on um, it's better on Sunday for sure. I mean, on top of that too. Uh, I personally really need Sunday to happen because I have my Dino community day research task still to finish.
1: <laughs> oh, man. I dude, still have to evolve
0: too. a dino out of the three on three out of four tasks. And the reason why I haven't done it is because the encounter well, I guess the encounter might not have Brutal Swing, but I thought the encounter, mm-hmm. i probably get a swi- um, Hydreigon encounter. Mm-hmm. And my guess is it would have Brutal Swing during the community day, but if I did, did the research afterward, I might not get it. And now that I think about it, I don't know if I actually get the community move or not. Because this December. It's not technically the Dino Community Day. So maybe they'll mm-hmm. still honor it. Maybe they won't. But I guess we'll find out. Um, so I still yeah. haven't finished that since this past June. And I just need to clear that out of my special research.
1: I gotcha. So. In in one star raids, you can expect to find a lot of the old starter Pokemon, mm-hmm. stuff like Snivy, Tepic, Oshawat, Fletchling. I don't know how many people actually do the one star raids, but if you're, you know, if you're walking around, you want to take a break, I guess you can like Turn on your Go Plus and just do a raid or something while you're, you know, catching Pokemon in the background. Uh, Eggs has a similar pool as well. Stuff like Duskull, Shinx, Badoo, Gibble, Swablu, Eevee, Machop, uh, and fletching and the three other starters as well. Now, this is the part you were talking about. This is the featured attacks. So while the community day is two to five, you can get these attacks from 9 a.m. until 9 p.m. So as long as you evolve these Pokemon, from that 12 hour window, you're good to go. Venusaur with Frenzy Plant, Sand Slash with Night Slash, Alolan Sand Slash with the Fast Attack Shadow Claw, Alolan Golem will get Rollout, Dragonite with Draco Meteor, which I think since Superpower came along, Draco Meteor is like irrelevant in a lot of ways. Jump Bluff gets uh, Acrobatics, which is key. I think you need Acrobatics on Jump Bluff. Swampert gets Hydro Cannon, that's a no brainer. Walring gets two, it gets Powder Snow and Icicle Spear staraptor gets gust which i don't know wing attack just got a buff so that's an interesting question maybe we could ask butters gigalith with meteor beam chandelure with poltergeist high dragon does get brutal swing beware gets drain punch which is awful i recommend uh superpower instead Opscoon with obstruct and ursa Luna. this one's a little more complicated a full moon will be in the sky from 2 p.m. on Saturday, December 17th to 6 a.m. on Sunday, December 18th. And again from 2 p.m. Sunday until uh 9 p.m. Sunday on the 18th. So essentially in the game, there's going to be an artificial moon, you know. Shout out to Dragon Ball. And uh you're gonna see uh a moon that you can use to evolve Luna and get high horsepower.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Good to <laughs> note, too. These are these are great notes because when you mention all the one star raids like Fletchling, Gibble, Snivy, mm-hmm. you know, Swablo, stuff like that, they don't get the community moves if you evolve during this weekend. So yep. just something to note, right? It is a throwback of previous events and they're in the eggs as well, but you don't actually get any benefit from actually evolving it. So I would hold on to uh, unless you want to use the TM, but um, they will probably have a future event where you could try just get the community moves, so
1: Dude, Let's I'm that. I'm a little bit frustrated because we got the Team Rocket takeover, and I TM'd like three Shadow Charmanders, and I was like, "Yeah, you know, Wing Attack uh, just got a buff. I want Wing Attack Blast Burn Shadow Charizard," but now you have to use an Elite TM because you can't get it this uh, this December.
0: Yeah, yeah, it is. Um, you know, and we've had multiple events in the past where they'll just bring bring certain Pokemon back. Like I think all like this previous when was it it was sometimes this past few months they had an event mm-hmm. with rockets and stuff and takeover and all the starter pokemon can get their community moves if you evolve it yeah and mm-hmm. so that was cool right so those things like that like they'll come from time to time so if you really need it then probably just use it you know the LTM. but if you don't really need it you can hold off that's not a bad idea because that's usually what mm-hmm. i do i just hold off so i don't have to spend the LTM's. if i really need it i'll, I'll spend it but um that way you can yeah. save conserve. Some people just want to use it, and that's fine, right? But just something we want to note. Also, obstruct is still a bad move for Obsidian, so you don't really need it. <laughs> just saying drain punch as well for beware, you don't really need it, right?
1: Superpower, stomp is much better. Um, dude. You remember uh, you remember chip? Uh, chip actually baited to a Butters with Obstruct while we were having our uh, Korean barbecue.
0: That's true. Yeah, the TCG caster, Chip. Yeah. uh, We were getting Korean barbecue for our caster's dinner and he went head-to-head against Butters. And let me just say, Butters already knew four Pokemon that Chip can bring. So out of the four, he's only going to bring three out of the four. So he knew how to counter him pretty easily. And on top of that, Butters didn't bring the spice. He didn't bring no Ampharos. He brought what? He brought a swamper, he brought a double, and he uh-huh. brought what was the last thing he brought? Uh, was it Stumpfisk?
1: Um was it? No, I can't remember no, it, it. was it was hard meta though, dude. I was yeah, I was yeah. a bit disappointed.
0: Yeah. Exposed. Two of exposed here. Talking about all yeah. this amphro talk whenever whatever. His spiciest thing was a double. It was a swamper yeah. double and Man, I'm blanking out of like we don't have footage of this, unfortunately, but we're watching it. No. But anyway, he got baited with the obstruct
1: from chip. <laughs> <laughs> on but, double.
0: Yeah. On double, on double. So anyway, but overall, obstruct's not great unless you get it shielded, right? Otherwise, it's just I mean that mm. situation didn't hurt chip, but um yeah, so those are feature tags. Definitely no. And again, I don't know, maybe I'm being too picky today. Saturday, <laughs> Sunday, it's 9 a.m. to nine p.m. You can get these feature tags. Why not do nine a.m. Saturday until nine p.m. Sunday? Why cut out those (laughs) what uh, like that twelve-hour block between Saturday and Sunday? Like, what if people have work or are busy until nine p.m. You gotta wait. They gotta wait till next day. Like, why? Why make why make life harder for us than it needs to be? Like, what is going to happen from nine p.m. Saturday to nine a.m. Sunday? (laughs) Is going to game be game breaking for people to evolve their pokemon i don't understand (laughs) like yeah like like they're at home it's not like okay i get raids and stuff like that or maybe spawns even but like people are not outside walking around late at night evolving pokemon you just do that in the comfort of your home right Mm -hmm. i exactly oh get like these are like i will like credit where credit is due niantic does a lot of great things for quality of life purposes but then there's other things that just make no sense for quality of life purposes. Like this is not a, like yeah, most people for the most part will pay attention to this and evolve. But there, I guarantee, there's gonna be random people that might not be paying attention or will think, well, why not? It's during the weekend. I probably can evolve it, or they might not read the details very carefully. So we're saying it right now for you all. But at the same time, like I, think what? Why? Like why not just give me yeah. twelve hours?
1: Yeah, and just think about like for example the Ursa Luna thing. Think about uh, like a casual player. Let's say you didn't get to play Teddy Ursa Community Day. Let's say you were working or you're at a family event or you're traveling. And let's say, you know, you just picked up the game a year ago and you've only caught a few Teddy Ursa, but you really want to use a competitive Ursa Luna and Master League, right? You're like, okay, this is a Pokemon. I can grind out. I can play this. This is going to be great. So not only do you have to pick just one day to go out and catch it, right? Because it's only going to appear in, in mass on Sunday, but you also have to track... Uh, the moon that's going to come up in the game. Figure out when mm-hmm. that's going to be, and then cross-reference that with until 9 p.m. Uh, when you can't, you know, teach any more moves and evolve anything else, you know, to get its community day move. And then you also have cross-reference that with your daily schedule. What if you can only play? <laughs> oh, what if you can only play from like nine so to right. two, and then you have to like go to work? But then you have to evolve like while you are at work. I don't know. I don't know. It's
0: no, you're absolutely right because before you said that I didn't even think about that, but now that you mentioned, you're right. It's from 9 a.m. to 9 p.m. Saturday and Sunday. You could get the Community exclusive moves. But the thing is, for Ursa Luna to evolve Ursa Luna, you could only do it from 2 p.m. Saturday (laughs) until 6 a.m. Sunday. So you lose seven hours. Oh, you lose what? Is it seven hours? Uh, Uh, You lose about five hours on the first day, right? 9 a.m. to 2 p.m. You can't actually get high horsepower. Or you can't actually evolve Ursa Luna. You can get high horsepower, but you just can't evolve it. So you can't can't really get Ursulina in general. So five hours are gone there. And then at 9 p.m. is when it stops, but you can still evolve Ursa Ursulina until 6 a.m. on Sunday. But it's like pointless. What do you from 9 p.m. to 6 a.m. Saturday into Sunday, you can evolve Ursa Luna but without high horsepower, that's so confusing for people, right? Because people are gonna be like, oh, I can get Ursa Luna. Wait, why does it not have high horsepower, right? Like it's got just whatever else it learns. Right. I'm just like what yeah, yeah, it just, and then again, the same thing happens on Sunday, two p.m. to p.m. I, I, I don't know, man. Like it's just, I love, I yeah. love, like them trying to stick to a theme and all that stuff, but like, just, just make it easier for people. So you know, just yeah, like, honestly, like if they want to keep the two p.m. to six p.m., six a.m. thing for Ursa Luna and the two p.m. to nine p.m. thing on Sunday, like sure. And you know what? It would make life a lot easier if you would just evolve from 9 p.m. to 9 a.m. Saturday to Sunday. Like, like get the exclusive move. So that way, you don't actually get the overlap. If you want to keep the full moon thing, fine. But you're doing the full moon thing on a staggered schedule with (laughs) the community exclusive moves. Like, I don't.
1: (sighs) Yeah. So so here's the thing, right? I, I know Niantic has, like, a targeted mission when they want to engage players, right? They want people to go out and engage in their community for a rate hour, spotlight hour, community weekend, whatever it might be. But I feel like it, I feel like you can encourage people to play, but you can give them extra incentive to go out and meet with each other and like be condensed in a condensed area for limited events. Right. It's not like one or the other. It doesn't have to be like, uh, I think you should get additional benefit instead of just the same benefit as everyone else, but the additional time obligation. Does that make sense? Like Mm -hmm. you, you should be able to play the event. Like you said, nine to nine. I think that's fine. That should be like the whole event. So you can play globally no matter what's going on in your life. But if you want to like really get into it, if you have an open weekend and you want to link up with your community, you have the free time. I think you should get like extra incentive for doing that. I think, Going to in person raids, you know, there, there should be like additional spawns after the raid just for this weekend, right? There should be additional evolution times. There should be bonuses that are applicable to in person. That's just my opinion.
0: Yeah. I mean, who's going to really rate these one star raids, right? <laughs> uh, I know. I know. They're one star <laughs> raids of Pokemon that you can't even get community exclusive moves of either. Like, on top of that, yeah. like, what? Yeah. <laughs> what are we prepping for? Like, the next event five years later? I don't understand, but yeah. <laughs> Anyway, did this did whole, go, this whole go Yeah, ahead. Go ahead. No, no, what were we gonna say?
1: I was say this whole podcast feels like a T segment.
0: Dude, <laughs> <seriously>, we haven't <laughs> even gotten to the T segment yet. You know, know, let's let's move along too. We should probably yeah. Sure. Anyway, me day, It's gonna be a fun time for sure. But again, it's just things to work things to make note of is the times, right? You gotta mm-hmm. don't mess up the times, right? Speediest chief and Caleb Payne told you so ahead of time. But Anyway, I'm again, trying. I have no idea if anyone from 90 to listen to this podcast. Probably not. And if they do, I don't know if they have the changing power. They might not even agree with me. So mm-hmm. my apologies if the feedback sounds harsh. I'm just I'm just being a little honest. You know, yeah, that's that's my exactly. thing, right? Regardless of what I say or not, uh, don't say I'll always be honest. That's what I tell people. That's mm-hmm. what I say in relationships, too, which some, some people don't like to hear. But, you know, it is what it is. <laughs> yeah,
1: exactly. Honesty is the best policy. Yeah, exactly,
0: exactly. Um, integrity though, maybe a different story. Speedish chief who still has a beard, but oh <laughs> come on,
1: <laughs> you know we're getting there. Don't worry. Uh, anyway. Just more more days with the profile picture.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So GBL season thirteen, or as they would say, season nine too in the game. I guess they're like going off of like actual like seasons rather than like GBL seasons, right? But Mythical Wishes is still ongoing. Great League Remix and Great League are here, and then next we have Great League, uh, Remix Edition for, or sorry, Fighting Cup Remix, yeah, for Great League, mm-hmm. it's coming up next. As long as with Open Great League too. Um, do you have a, you have a bet that you want to do for this coming season?
1: For the GBL season as a whole? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Me do
0: What <sighs> you thinking?
1: I remember what you said last time about whoever gets the higher ELO between the two of us. Yeah. I think that's a cool bet. Um, but to be completely honest, I haven't given it a whole lot of thought. I feel like I'm still getting caught up on stuff.
0: All right. All right. Sounds good. Maybe yeah. we'll revisit okay. next week and see.
1: I think by next week for sure. But I'm also curious, like the listeners, what they would like to see as well. I I'm saw... two ideas.
0: Yeah. I saw a punishment. I didn't see a... Um, I didn't see the actual stipulation, but someone recommended a punishment for one of us. Ooh, and okay, it's a pretty interesting one. So let me let me see if I can find it. Oh, I, sure. I mean, I know what it is, but I just I just want to make sure I credit the person. Oh, here it is. It's from, uh, uh, Okay. Uh, Gillamy, Clacy. <laughs> uh, my apologies if I pronounce this wrong. Um, but the the tweet was it was under my tier list tweet mm. it said bet idea for you and speedy loser has to participate in a regional tournament inc- needing to include the other person's pokemon in the tournament speedy will need to use bastion you will need to use fortress oh and my response was he gets to use a S tier pokemon while i have to use a d tier pokemon hey man d tier Dude, I don't oh, even okay. think Emmy Weedle could make that Fortress work in Sweep. <laughs> okay? Okay, 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 I don't even think Dancing Rob could make that Fortress. Use. I mean, it might be <laughs> that but what does Fortress do these days? What does it beat? Now, Noctow, I don't even know if it beats Umbreon. I mean, that's probably very baity, especially, like, yeah. you know, high stat product Umbreon. You're not beating Galarian mm-hmm. Sumphis. You're probably not being Lantern if you even if you land an earthquake. I don't know how that goes, especially with Surf these days. I mean, you don't beat Swampert, you don't beat Pelipper, you don't beat Bassidan. you don't beat Reggie I don't think you beat Medicham. Well, what do you beat? What is it for?
1: <laughs> it's it's tough, right? It's, uh, Venusaur, it's fun, a Venusaur. You
0: kind of beats, but I mean, Venusaur is not. I mean, I don't think you beat Trevenant either. But <laughs> no, you definitely don't be no, trapped. <laughs> exactly, like I said, yeah. D tier. I feel like it's being generous. It didn't even make my tier list.
1: <laughs> yeah, I don't know the. I I don't know. That's a fair ass. Like it. I think that's a that's a great bet for me. Oh, I mean, that's sure. a great. That's awesome for, sure. for me. You know, for sure. But I anyway, wouldn't even bring was- the Bastion to a single game. You know, it's bench, <laughs> bench pressure.
0: I mean, you never know. There's there's honestly a lot of teams that are just weak to Bastion. Like, mm-hmm. like I faced one person in open great league tournament, and their only counter Bastion was with Deoxy defense. It's not bad at all. Oh. Yeah, that's a good time if you're Bastion. But anyway, so that being said, uh, we- we'll we'll th- we'll think on it. I mean, if people have suggestions, feel free to let us know. But mm-hmm. we'll probably read them and ignore them. <laughs> <laughs> depends, depends. Maybe not ignore them. We'll re- we'll read them and consider them. But they've got to be yeah well formulated i guess anyway yeah so and
1: worse for caleb than they are for me that's the other thing
0: here we go I, you know me i'll still work my my butt off to win it <laughs> for sure um is it time for the tea
1: dude uh you know if, if we didn't have enough tea i think it's time for more dude if, yeah i'll be up all night with this caffeine
0: um, okay let's get it so a few tea things before we get into any of the tea and stuff that happened in Toronto, uh, let's just say leading up to it, man, there were a lot of back and forth. I don't even know whose thread it was on first. Uh-huh. It was mostly between Gasser, Ryan Swag, and Jason, who was like, I feel like uh, unfairly looped into all of it. Like someone just kept tagging <laughs> Jason. I think Ryan did. it. He's just like, dude, what?" I didn't even say nothing, I'm, but here's my opinion. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it was yeah. funny because jason was like yeah like i didn't even say i i said what you saying i said and i don't know why i dragged into to this but here we go and he's just get, getting dive deep diving into it for like another like 10 hours straight right so if <laughs> i <laughs> for some good commentary i think because a lot of people are watching it or uh, reading up on the tweets and yeah. it, uh, jason's point of view was kind of more on the middle ground so um but we'll so we'll talk more about the polarizing views so was Yasser. And Ryan Swag. You know, we talked about Ryan Swag before too. Makes great content and stuff, you know, regardless of if we, me or Speedy or anyone, agrees or disagrees with it. Mm-hmm. Right? And I, I think there's value to it for sure. But Yasser yeah, is saying top rank Noctow, right? Like it was, it was during Spotlight Hour last week. It was Noctowl or Who Who Spotlight Hour. And people were talking yep. about all the different spreads. There's a breakpoint for like Zoomreal and Glaring and Stumpfist, right? With Noctow And then some people were promoting higher rank. And Yasser's like rank one or bust or like top rank, right? I don't even like I think he'd be fine with a rank two or rank three or whatever. And Ryan Swag's like, no, like you gotta go for the attack breakpoint. You can beat Galarian Stumpfus. If you land shadow balls and you you know, you have two shields and stuff, you could win that matchup. Uh-huh. And Yastra's like, dude, no, like why why are you going for that, right? Like rank one, you get so much more value out of it, and then you know, we got, like, existential in the argument stuff. There's attack breakpoint also hits a breakpoint against zero and yeah. all this stuff, right? And, you know, so that's what Ryan Swag is promoting is that spread. It's good. And I have a lot of people, a lot of top-tier battlers that were honestly more on Ryan Swag's side than anything else. Um, mm-hmm. Because they're like, yeah, like, I mean, you don't lose too much by having a little bit more attack. And you flip key matchups in the two shield like against going Sumpfist and then against Azumarill. I don't know what shielding situ- situation that is, but you could flip uh, a shielding situation against Azumarill as well. Mm-hmm. And with that wing attack breakpoint. And they're like, yeah, I don't think you lose that much, right? You lose a little bit bulk, but it's not the end of the world. Um, I actually, for this one, I was more on Yasser's side. Um, but, okay. you know, I didn't do, I didn't do the research because I didn't dig into all the things you lose if you have high breakpoint. But, for me, I've always been off the mentality that having breakpoints is interesting for certain matchups when you're on full health, even shields, even energy. That situation is more rare than not in mm-hmm. PVP, not only blind threes and GBL, but also show six. The only time you're really, for the most part, unless you have like simultaneous knockouts or something like that, on completely full, full health, zero energy, full shields up is in that lead matchup and that's it.
1: Yep. So, exactly.
0: you know, obviously at the sim, like if you say swap something, you know, you have a little extra energy on the knockout or you say some knockout down the counter swap with G Fisk, right? Yeah. That matchup is pretty much the same, but if you swap over, they chip you down on your knockout, That the matchup is completely different. Right. Or it could be. Yep. All right. Mm-hmm. Um, no matter what, whenever they sim it, you always add like a wing attack. If they counter swap you you get a wing attack of energy. but. If you're doing that, you're always taking some type of faster damage. The problem is you can't sim that because you don't know is the faster damage like a Bastion on Smackdown? Is it a a shot mm-hmm. from a Swamper? Is it like a Shadow Claw yeah. from Trevenant? It all varies, right? So that is hard to account for. So people don't usually take away any damage. That being said, all that stuff, my whole argument is Noctowl. I, I don't remember if this was Yasir's argument or not, so I'm not going to put words in his mouth, but my thing that I was telling some top tier trainers and some of them were my teammates as well, so i like, look, I get it. It could be interesting, but you for sure lose matchups here or there. And I didn't look yeah. too far to see which one was. One important one was was Umbreon. Against a high rank Umbreon, you're losing like the one shield matchup, and I think the two shield matchup with it. And hey, surprise, surprise, Umbreon, pretty pretty dang strong, especially mm-hmm. in show six. He's just, lack of Charmers and lack of Fairies, pretty dang strong. We saw two Umbreons in the grand finals, right? And so, so you're going to lose things, right? I'm sure there's more than just an Umbra matchup, but, you know, I'm sure there's also a lot of things you don't actually lose. It's about the same as a rank one, right? Or a top rank one. So, again, pros and cons. But my main thing is, who is bringing Noctow for a Galarian Stumpfist counter? Yep. Like, that is probably, if not the worst, the second worst matchup for Noctow. Right, mm-hmm. like you bring the Glare and for the Knockouts, right? You're not bringing it for the Swampers, you're not bringing it for the Trevenants, you're not bringing it for the Zoomers or fighters or s- sometimes the Steals, but not really. You bring mm-hmm. it for the Knockouts. You bring it for the Flying Pokemon. So why burn all your shields? Like unless you bring a composition where you literally have you're like triple weak to Glare and and your best che- check is that Knockout. Sure, maybe you want to win that matchup, but your whole thing is you're using the Knockout. For some everything besides the glare and Obviously, if you're stuck yeah. in that matchup, you really need switch advantage. Maybe. But the thing is, if they know you really need switch advantage, you don't think everyone that's doing these tournaments are not reading Yasser, Ryan Swag, and Jason's debate on Twitter for the past week. You don't think they know that <laughs> this might be a thing? You don't think they're gonna chip you down with like, let's say you swapping like into like a a meta champ, they're not going to throw an ice punch and then swap over, right? Like, of course, mm-hmm. they're they know this stuff too, right? Is no, yeah. it's that that tech is not really much of a secret tech if the entire Pokemon Go PV Twitter knows now, right? But <laughs> that being said, that was my argument. I was like, you yeah, know, we'll see. I told my teammates that too. I was like, look, I'm still going to run the hop high rank one, I'm like, why? Like, you don't really gain much, And The other thing is Azumarill, sure, maybe, but how many Azumarill's were even in. Toronto, the majority of teams didn't have, they were just lanterns everywhere, right? Everyone's scared yeah. to be concerned. There were a few, yeah. like with Dodge, I think, had it, Hot pocket. I think, had it, but overall, like, there weren't a lot of zeros either. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I mean, and here's the thing based on Toronto, I did not see at least out of the matchups streamed, right? And that's not the majority, that's the minority of matchups, but at least out of the matchups streamed. I never saw a matchup where the Noctile straight up flipped a matchup against the glaring unless the Glitter Stumpfist user was willing to let it go and go down, like, have a shield advantage and let it go. Yeah. Right? Exactly. I know did, did There was never a situation where, like, two shield knocked out needs switch advantage and the Glitter Stumpfist user needs switch advantage and the Noctile breakpoint came in handy. One, it's hard to tell if these even have breakpoints, right? I don't think every Noctowl even had the breakpoint. But even if they did, I didn't see it happen, right? As predicted because... Yeah. You don't usually want to stay in that matchup if you're not gonna if you switch out and if you can't switch out, the Glen office user is gonna win that in most situations. I mm-hmm. just see a few Glen users shield shadow balls, but they just want to maintain their switch advantage and yeah, they're able to because yeah. of that. Um so there's that and then also Umbreon that's all over the place But yeah, anyway,
1: right what's it's, your take on this? Dude, it's uh, okay, uh so first of all, just like a quick, quick uh, dictionary definition here, what we mean when we say break point and bulk point is just like generally a Pokemon is going to do a certain amount of damage per attack. So like a wing attack from Knocked out may do like three damage against uh, an opposing Pokemon, but if you attack weight the Knocked Out if it has like five, six, seven, eight attack, whatever the threshold is, it could jump to four, right? So that's like the main difference here because one extra damage turn after turn will tend to add up over time, but like you said, Caleb, I, I really don't feel like we saw any even situations where like a knocked out just bodied a glaring sunfisk with a shadow ball. And we're like, oh, my God, this this must be the attack we did out. This is like the moment, you know, where the clouds open and this is the one, right? This is the uh, the fruits of the labor being shown on stream here. You know, we never, <laughs> we never had like an epiphany moment like that. Um, but it's so, to me, honestly, the thing is that it's so time consuming to find these Pokemon because... um let me just preface by saying this, the utility that I see in a lot of what Ryan Swag does, a lot of this uh, work that he does, the research, the calculations, the utility is that people can now look at their inventory and maybe they don't have a rank one or a top 10 or even a top 50 or top 100. They can look at their inventory and like two a butters, they have a 15, 12, nine knock dowel and they're like. This isn't a rank one. Uh, I don't think I can bring this to a tournament because it's just not good. It's going to be, it's going to get beat by other knocked because it's inferior. But then they they look at this kind of breakdown that Ryan swag or two of butters has done. And they say, Oh, not only does this pick up most of the matchups, but maybe I can even like have a slight edge, like a four HP advantage edge over glaring sunfish. So maybe this helps gives me the confidence to go compete. And that's like, the benevolent side of it, right? That's like, okay, maybe there's a chance here because I can use what I have at my disposal. And I like that angle. I think that's a really good angle because not everyone has access to the same resources, but I don't feel like that's where the focus is in a lot of this debate. I feel like the focus is always on like my IVs are inferior. So I need to find an edge because otherwise, you know, all the grinders who have the rank ones are just going to stomp me and I have no chance. No, it does irregardless of skill, team composition, team reading, energy management, any of the stuff we talk about just because of my IVs, I can't win. And I think that's the wrong perspective. Now, what I was going to say before, before I got, you know, in, into that bit there is that I feel like it's so time consuming because you have to look at the Pokemon you catch. You have to matrix them up against the rank one. You have to not only look at generalized IVs for your opponents, but also maximized IVs. Because a lot of trainers do bring their best Pokemon to these tournaments. So you're not going to fight like a rank 699 Glaring Stunfisk. It's going to be like a top 50 Stunfisk. So you have to say, okay, my knockdown can beat you know a top 1000 Stunfisk, but it loses to the top 15. And then you have to like cross-reference that. Then you need to look at the breakpoints and say, okay, I get a breakpoint on this, this and that, and that's great. And then you flip it over to bulk points and it turns out you take one extra damage from charm. You're like, oh, well, that means I lose this matchup against charm. So there's so many things you're like juggling in your mind trying to figure this out. When if you want the most, uh, I think like straightforward, uh, palatable, you know, less time consuming approach, you just need to go for the high rank. Because like you said, the battles are fluid. It's very, very rare that You're able to like two shield up against the glaring sun fisk cmp tie on every single move, uh, you know, yeah. <laughs> predict every swap, mm-hmm. not get caught on. And uh, a lot of these matchups they flip, yeah, but the margin might be so small, it's like between a margin between one and 10 HP, in my opinion, is not worth it because, uh, a single counter, uh, you know, three extra mud shots, switching in late and catching a volt switch, whatever it might be just instantly deflates that entire matchup that you've been prepping so long to to execute on. That's just my opinion.
0: Yeah, I feel I I completely agree with you there. And you know, there here's the thing, right? Not saying like people that look into breakpoints or Ryan Swag work or stuff like that, there is no benefit to it. Cause like you said there is benefit. I agree with what you said. And also if you run uh, like, whatever rank you run, there's always pros and cons. There will always be pros and cons. The pros start, like, you might have less pros, but there always is going to be a pro, even if you want straight attack weight, like 15 There yep. is slight benefit to it. It does come with a lot of negatives. There's slight benefit to it. So it's really finding a balance, right? Because you run certain things that have really high bulk, then you typically have more pros and cons. But, like, one matchup that's pretty important is... Galvantula and Scrafty, right? Galvantula yes. mirrors and Scrafty mirrors. If you're straight up in the lean matchup, right, in a meta that's heavy with Galvantula or Scrafty or both, mm-hmm. your you don't want to be you don't want to have the higher bulk Pokemon. You don't want to be losing CMP because that matchup gets really uncomfortable. Um, mm-hmm. Scrafty, not as much, I guess. I mean, yeah, you end up CMP losing CMP on the power punch, but especially the Galvantula one because you're you're getting debuff before you even throw your lunge. And so you're always, you're going to get like more and more behind in that matchup, right? That mirror matchup. So, you know, but like, like there's, you if you run something like a breakpoint thing, honestly, the biggest benefit is, in my opinion, you're going to win CMP over the other trainer. And it's good yep. to know if you have certain breakpoints, right? That always comes in handy. But let me tell you, it's unlikely going to be the end-all be-all. At the same <laughs> time too, it's unlikely going to be the end-all be-all if you run rank once. The better yeah. player typically wins, right? Mm-hmm. We had a mirror match, uh, Magic Mason versus Brown Baller, and I remember specifically in those matchups, Brown Baller definitely won. Uh, lost CMP, so had a high ranked Noctowl because he lost CMP there. He had a higher ranked Umbreon because he lost CMP there. I think he had a higher ranked Clarence Stumpfisk. Yeah, I think and, so. And he had a higher ranked Medicham. I'm not, I'm not sure mm-hmm. about going. match match him, yes. Lantern, he had a more attack weighted one because Magic Mason actually lost CMP there. Right? Yeah, I, t- I took note of this, right? And Magic mm-hmm. Mason still won because he, he didn't have as high ranked Pokemon as Brown Baller. You know why? He just played better right? than Brown Ball. Brown yeah. Ball played great, but he played better and that's why he won. And here's the flip side of this. Brown Baller versus Beach. Beach won CMP in every scenario, almost, right? I remember mm-hmm. the, there there's a strict mirror match. I think it was Noctowl, it was Umbreon, it was a Lantern. And Beach won CMP in every single scenario. Because they ran a straight mirror matchup. It was like Noctowl into Noctowl, Umbreon to Umbreon, Lantern to Lantern. Maybe the Noctowl was something else. It was something else. It, no, it was triple triple shiny. So I think it was actually a Medicham, I think, was the lead. I don't mm-hmm. know. Beach just had three shiny Pokemon. And all likelihood shiny Pokemon have lower ranked and higher attack because it's hard to have a top ranked shiny Pokemon, right? Because you're you're yes. giving up some of it for the shiny flags. But that's not
1: Shadow too, right? Shadows, like if you see a shadow Shadows versus a well. regular Swamper, yeah, yeah. they tend to have a higher attack. Yeah,
0: yeah, higher attack. Exactly. So but Brown Baller won that set. And it uh-huh. and like I said, it's not because Brown Ball had higher rank, because he had higher rank versus Mad Mason, he just played better, right? And uh-huh. so I think people put way too much stock into this stuff. For for the purposes of changing outcomes and battles. Like I look, I yeah. mean, I'm I'm definitely one to brag about getting a high rank Buzz or a Shadow Machamp or whatever, right? On mm-hmm. Twitter. That's a good little flex. But at the end of the day, I know that my IVs are not are not gonna be what that carries me to a victory consistently. Right? Yeah. Sure, I might win some because of it, but I've also lost plenty because I lost on C M P in the end and we're in a mirror matchup or whatever. And it was more charge move away. So anyway, I enjoyed the debate they had. <laughs> I will say that. Yeah. But I don't think – I think people across the board put way too much stock into that being the outcome determining factor. It's always good to yep. know where you stand. But at the end of the day, like, dude, don't stress. Honestly, if people spent more time honing their PB skills over Twitter <laughs> debates <laughs> – they probably make it yeah. for in tournaments. I mean there's yeah. no shade to anyone that's on Twitter. Look, I, I spend most of my time reading all these Twitter drama too. So I'm I'm probably taking away a lot of my own potential skill gains on PvP, right? I probably spent more time on Twitter than GBL this past week. <laughs> but Yeah, right. But right. that being said, like it's just it was interesting debate. I don't think like I said, I don't think either side's right or wrong. I think for this specific argument, I'll personally side more with Yasser, but mm-hmm. More so that I don't care that much about the breakpoint Noctowl. I personally will probably run a higher-ranked Noctowl in a tournament than this weird breakpoint thing. And you know what? Anyone listening, if you face me in a tournament, now you know, right? you got the breakpoint Noctowl. Now you know you're going to win CMP against it. You know what? And if you beat me, I guarantee it won't be because of a breakpoint. You outplayed me. If I beat you, it's not because of a higher-ranked Noctowl. And if it is, then I think I really just went in there. But yeah.
1: <laughs> I I think it's it's also this is the last thing I'll say because I know we're we're gonna move on from this. I think it's also about uh, being self aware because if you know that you push for a lot of these high rank Pokemon, you got a rank three knockdown a rank two Galarian Stunfisk, all this other nonsense. It affects how you play. Like you you can't expect to go into a mirror matchup and win CMP every mm-hmm. time. If I if I know I have a top ten Pokemon, I expect to lose CMP right? So I, I don't force the CMP ties. If I'm trying to fight for switch, I try to like over farm where I can. It changes your play style quite a bit, but if you have the attack weighted, then you're able to go in there and actually be more aggressive and it affects your play style. So maybe the alignment and self-awareness is also off. If you want to fight hard to win switch, go for it, go for those attack breakpoints. go for the higher uh, you know, attack stat Pokemon, you know, be, be ambitious with it, but just realize that you aren't going to be able to edge out the bulkier Pokemon, and if you want to beat them, then you, ha- you need a higher rank equivalent, right? For example, my Galarian Stunfisk, it wins all the same matchups as like a top 10 Stunfisk, but it has 14 attack, because I really like winning CMP on the Earthquake. I really like going first because that matchup is so important to me. And just like you said earlier with Galvantula and Scrafty, sometimes you want that higher attack because you want to control the matchup. But does that mean that my knockdown has a breakpoint, that my metacham is attack weighted? No, it means that in one particular instance, it's important to me, so I invest in it.
0: Good to know. You know, I'll be catching that earthquake on an altar
1: or something, in that chief is here. I, I, I just wanted to connect with the Bastion just one time.
0: <laughs> <Yeah. I'll trust laughs> you don't need fit 14 attack on that one for, for that matter. <laughs> for sure. Um, yeah, that's what I was saying too. I was like, well, you could train your knockouts to have high to have a breakpoint point against is that, that thing's still gonna struggle against my Bastion.
1: <laughs> that thing's still gonna fold like a paper napkin under Bastion. You yeah. know it. You know it. I'll
0: see y'all in San Diego. um but yeah anyway (laughs) i thought it was a good debate though i mean i enjoyed reading it um i just think it they're just like you do you you know for those yeah exactly uh, that want to go for the breakpoint go for it i'm just my personal take is i don't think it's as impactful as people make it seem in the matchup i think you lose more but uh, this is for people that have the high rank one right for those that don't have a high rank one just run the breakpoint one run whatever right run the best one you Mm. have don't let that stop you but if you have a high rank one, dude, in my personal opinion, I think it's better to run that. But, Agreed. You know, it is what it is. We did see one matchup, a Noctowl-Mirror matchup in the grand finals, Magic Mason versus Brown Baller. It was a Noctowl-Mirror. Yeah. And they both went played out to zero shields. Brown Baller was able to farm down Ma- uh, Magic Mason's Noctowl with wing attacks and yep. land a Sky Attack afterward on the incoming Umbreon. And yep. then they had a straight mirror in the back. It was on Brown versus on Brown and Mad Jam versus Mad and Brown Baller won that matchup. So, yep, I think Um uh, out coming in clutch there. And you know that
1: one. And you know at that point, Magic Mason wasn't playing for switch advantage. He was self aware and he knew that he would win the CMP, but probably lose the matchup the longer it went. Mm-hmm. So he didn't play a switch advantage heavy team. Yeah, which is again like knowing yourself.
0: Yeah, Brown Baller though. He, he ended up winning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because exactly. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> <laughs> he had the better, he had the better matchup, boost set too, right? But also, getting that yes. sky attack chip damage on the Umbria matchup is huge. So, mm-hmm. anyway, lots of things to take in there. You know, we're just saying stuff. You agree with me or Speedy or not? That's up to you all. But speaking of controversy, speaking of drama, speaking of tea, let me just say, there's two letters. That sums up the weekend, especially in Toronto. And as B and M, for those that don't know, it doesn't stand for bow movements. It stands for <laughs> bad mannering, um, yeah. B.M.ing, right? And yeah. for those that don't know what that means, I mean, if you played other games, you'll know it's often. Um, so there's some different phrases of it, right? But mm-hmm. it's essentially doing things that are almost like excessive celebration or kind of rubbing in your opponent's face that they've won. And in Pokemon Go, that does happen quite a bit where you throw like the less effective move in a matchup to knock out opponents, or in some cases not knock out knock out opponents. Yeah. And that's <laughs> really where this really one starts. And uh let's put it this way. It starts off with our friend Dijon the Jin, who <laughs> uh started this whole thread. And it was four days ago, he posted on Twitter, it was during day one of Toronto, and it was brown baller versus... I actually can't remember the opponent's name. My apologies. But Brown Bauer bm his opponent, throwing a last sword with the Umbreon. Two shield Umbreon into a Sableye. Mm-hmm. Sableye was the last Pokemon. He throws and they had one shield left on the Sableye. But Sableye is pretty low. He throws a Last Sword. It goes no shield because the opponent was pretty much see at that point. It doesn't knock out the Sableye. So then he has to throw a, a foul play. Um, to knock it out. But the last obviously was, you know, done on purpose to BM. Because uh, you can tell, because he kind of looks at the camera with a smirk, and then yeah. Dijon posts on Twitter right after that, says, "Can we make it an unofficial rule that you shouldn't be BMing on stage, especially when you're just winning on RPS?" And you were actually commentating this match, so I would defer uh, to you on your initial thoughts.
1: Yeah. Um. So before I even get there, I just I just saw the comment here from Tho Tactical. Uh, Dijon's uh, post got thirty two likes. Thotet's cool, you know, Thomas responded and said, nah, and he ratioed to John with 142 likes on his comment here. So again, we, we, we open this podcast by talking about how, you know, the masses, the people, uh, you know, weigh in on topics, whether it's, you know, facial hair or whether it's this, and it seems like the people are on one side here. Um, but from a commentating perspective, it's tricky, right? I was actually talking with, uh, with, uh, jingles about this. Let me find my uh, exact notes here so I can read it off to you. But um, okay, here it is. So so in that situation, right, we saw the last resort get fired off. Obviously, he last resorted a Sableye. That's not what you're supposed to do. It's not typing effectiveness at all. And then he has to foul play it to get the KO. Um, so here are the options, right? Number one is a commentator. You can endorse the BM and enjoy it. Maybe even laugh a little bit. But at that point, I seem like a jerk who like to see this opponent getting punished and like mocked on stage, right? At that at that point, it feels like I'm taking a side. Uh, the second option, I could denounce the BM, right? I could say, um, you know, this, this wasn't the right move to do and this is really inappropriate for this trainer to do this. But at that point, I look like a commentator who doesn't like to have fun. And I verbally stated that one of the players has bad sportsmanship, which could also like open myself up to scrutiny, not only from the viewers, but also from, our bosses right and the third one is uh i could just act awkward and draw additional attention to it but the i think i went with the fourth option i just did like i played kind of dumb right i said well maybe there's some confusion about the typings in this particular matchup and that's why he last resorted the sable eye you know because mm-hmm. it feels like it also feels like we had to pick a side i mean if you were casting that right if you were in it i think you've been in the situation before back at worlds yes. how do you how do you handle that when uh somebody bms on stage are you like yeah you know go get him you know sledge the ground you
0: know? <laughs> so it's actually funny you say that because you know people don't know this but me you butters and mark sun the four commentators for this tournament we talked about when we we're getting pizza after after the tournament and because there were a lot of it happened and this did actually yeah. happen at worlds in london it was Marto, uh, who, infamous for BMing people on stream, uh, BMed the opponent. Uh, he threw a sludge bomb against a Diggersby with a low HP Toxicroak. And it was definitely on purpose because he looked at the camera and he, like smirked a little bit, right? And everyone kind of recognized it. When he had, obviously, a mud bomb. Mud bomb being neutral, sludge bomb being resisted into a ground Diggersby. Uh, here's the thing actually Sludge Bomb actually does do more damage in that situation <laughs> so technically it's not true BM but it's the concept of throwing a resistant move right um, yeah, so it was a low health so anything would have knocked out but assuming let's say assuming and I, and I think a lot of people didn't know myself included at the time did not know that Sludge Bomb is actually doing more damage it's a more effective move I guess in that scenario when you have no shields and that's the final Pokemon um, I think we all considered BM and Marto was pretty much implying that and people watching yeah and for those that don't know what I'm talking about, you could YouTube 2022 Pokemon World Championships Pokemon Go Day 2. That'll pull up the video and you go to the four hour and 20 minute mark.
1: No way it's four hours, 20 minutes. Are you serious? <laughs> no
0: is. shot. Oh, my God. No way. <laughs> I took way. a screenshot of it when I found the clip because I found it. No when it pizza, right. Four hour, 20, 20 minute mark. Right. And it's that battle around there. Anyway, yeah, I know. I'm, I'm not even, like, joking. That's 100% it. Um, Dude. So, for those that don't know what that means, uh, you might be too young or... You it's, a it. you know, yeah, it's a funny That's number. That's all. That's a funny number. That being said, so I commentated it, right? And I was talking about it, and I actually <laughs> did laugh, right? I actually did laugh yeah. when it happened. I was like, oh, I was, like, throwing throwing the uh, non-effective move, and I tried to explain. I was like, you know, some might see this as potentially... I think I said bad-mannering, right? Um, yeah, but uh, and I try to clarify. I was like, but you know, I like we know Marto, and uh, he's going more for entertainment here, right? Out of mm-hmm. he's not not trying to disrespect his opponent or anything like that. And I, I mean, that's me putting words in his mouth, but that's kind of my assumption, and based on what I know, Marto, yeah. that is what he was going for. Um, so I have commented a s- situation like that, and that's my approach to it. I don't know if I do exactly the same thing if I see it again, but that's be that would be how it said it, right? And mm-hmm. there was interesting thread. Some people were like, you know what, it's not the players. It's not on the players to... They can play how they want, right? It's not their job to do whatever. They can do what they want. BMing is, like, harmless or whatever. And some people are saying on the other end, like, oh, like, what if someone's really nervous on stage? They might, like, be more offended by it, or they might just be offended in general even if they're not, like, nervous, you know, blah, blah, blah. Like, some people are like, oh, if someone did that to me I have some choice words with them, whatever.
1: Mm-hmm. You know,
0: it is what it is. I, I think there was a lot of debate on this in so many different realms. <laughs> and... You know, obviously, uh, like, I think at the end of the day, I think this is the actual reality to it. And people can disagree with me or not. I think there is no right or wrong answer here. You know, some people might disagree with me on that. But that's my take. I think because it's not against the rules. The Pokemon, like, company doesn't, to my knowledge, does not care about this. I don't think Niantic cares about this. You can choose however you want to play. And, you know... But the thing is, at the end of the day, I get it for those that are against it. Some people might have, you know, a negative reaction to it, right? Some viewers. Yeah. You can't say like, oh, it's no big deal, so you should just grow up and deal with it. Sure, right? That's your point. That's might be someone's point of view. But you can't control how someone else is going to feel, right? To your yeah. actions or someone else's actions, right? That's exactly. how you feel, even if the majority feels is okay, right? Um, my personal feeling on it is like, Anyone can BM if they want to, but you should also accept the consequences of your actions. Consequence, by the way, for those that don't know, consequence is not a bad thing. It just means the result of an action, right? So it could be a good consequence, could be a bad consequence. Regardless, there's going to be consequences, right? Some people might, you know, I mean, like Brown Baller did it and then um, he sparked a debate on Twitter. Obviously, Dijon didn't like it and some other people didn't like it for the people that liked his tweet, Right. But then there's a lot of people that thought it was entertaining or people that didn't care, right? That liked those tweet or yep. other or responded. And yep. that's going to be how it is. Me personally, would IBM, right? Is a whole different question, right? Versus how I like see other people. Once in a while, I'll do it when I GBL. But the main thing is when I GBL, most of the time I'm not streaming. So like from a content perspective, it doesn't <laughs> even make sense because like no one's watching besides myself and the trainer, right? And there's there's just actually cultural implications to it too. I remember I was talking to Marto and he was saying, I don't know if he said he prefers not to or not, but he just says, be careful about battling Japanese players because they really don't like BMing, right? And I think maybe he's yeah. BMed one in the past and they've brought it up to him or maybe he doesn't BM them anymore or I don't know how he got the info from. But if you look at a, like a Japanese player like Crescent Angels at Worlds in London, uh, finished, I think, third overall. Really great trainer. And one, he didn't BM, but also... Like, you could tell, like, there's cultural differences, right? And, you, and oh, not, yeah. uh, and like, you can... I'm not going to say, like, every Japanese player is like this, but um, but uh, culturally, I think a lot of Japanese players are more on the more humble and modest end, right? Like, Crescent Very Angels, I remember, at Worlds in London made the sickest catches I've ever seen, right? When they're yes. way over the energy, catching, like, like a full cycle from MedCham on, like, a 1HP save Y, right? And all the most random stuff. And his face, blank, Literally, like, did not pop off on the seat, did not do anything. After the battle, good games, right? And just moved on, right? No pop-off or anything. And that's a that's a huge cultural difference, right? You think the majority of people that play in the Western world or maybe in, like, Latin America or whatever would not pop off there? No, they'd be emotional, like, oh my gosh, like, I made a sick catch or, like, let's go, right? Like, when you're, like, you see, like, some people, they're swiping the bubbles and, like, getting out of their seat already, like, they're already winning, right? And They're, like, they're, like, you mm-hmm. know, doing, like, like, a little hand gesture to, like, celebrate, right? No question. Digital. just to say is, it's, like, it's like his shoulders didn't move when he's sitting down when he gets up like there's no shoulder movement there's no nothing and that's a cultural difference right and i mean for those that are tuned into the world cup you'll know like i mean those japanese players when they the japanese team when they finish out their locker room they cleaned out everything right like they didn't have mm-hmm. to right they left yeah. everything very respectful and for them respect and you know for your opponents and your space and whatever in modesty is a core value right and so obviously i'm not saying we should all be like japanese players everyone's different right but that's just something you should be aware of if you play a japanese player and you bm them they might take offense to that not i'm not telling you you shouldn't do it but you should also be you shouldn't be mad that they're they're upset with you or find you disrespectful or might talk crap about you behind your back right in the japanese community it might happen i'm not saying it does i'm just saying it could happen and it's just whatever you choose to do you should always be prepared for consequences. And then that should be a lesson in life, right? And Exactly. I think for me personally, the, the cultural thing I would be, I personally would be more uh, like wary of, right? Like I probably wouldn't BM someone like Crescent Angels in a tournament because, or a Japanese player, because of course like that, they may take more offense to it. And like, yeah, is it worth the offending a really great pl- a player and opponent for entertainment value? I don't know. I, I don't personally think it's worth it, but again, I'm not going to yeah. fault anyone that wants to do that. Just prepared if they don't like you afterward um yeah. and then the other thing that i find kind of like more cringe than anything else is if you bm someone that's just new to game or like a little kid that's just trying to figure out the game like <laughs> yeah like if you face someone in tournament, right and they're running like a 1200 cp suicune and like oh, a 1300 yeah. raikou all
1: single move i mean like first yeah. of all take take some notes take, take some <laughs> notes on the team <laughs> yeah right? take some notes to talk <laughs> about arrow
0: did that I right, arrow didn't bm the <laughs> opponent in that situation right but at the same time like yeah. like that's just like that's just like come on dude this is like if if you like like if you're like a like professional basketball you dunk on a bunch of kids at a playground and like yep. it, it's like fine you could dunk on them but if you're going to celebrate and like talk smack to them after like dude yeah. like yeah that's just that's just so cringe right like you you already know you're better there's no need to celebrate in that situation that's my personal yeah. take i'm not saying you can't do it if you want to dunk a bunch of kids you want to bm someone in gbl or like or, or in a play pokemon tournament it's clearly one of their first tournaments ever because like they bring like a load on radcate or something wild right that's like in like a really funky team and you just sweep them you could bm Mm -hmm. them but like what are you going like is it that entertaining to bm someone round one for tournament? like when they're clearly not as prepared or have as much experience as you i personally don't think it's that entertaining all right i don't think it's that funny i probably see more of like childish than anything else but again your personal choice, right? I ain't gonna be the yeah. one to gatekeep you on your behaviors there. I would consider BMing, I guess, in an actual tournament. Mm-hmm. Maybe depending on who the player is if it's a Japanese player, probably not. If it's a kid, probably not. But like I would maybe BM, like if I'm about to make like top cut for day two, right? It's so the last battle yeah. of day one. Yeah. Or it's my final battle in uh of the day, right? I'm I'm in the top, like I'm about to win it all. So the chances of me actually BMing on stream are very low because of that. (laughs) I will say, I did throw when I was in the Seattle uh, Seattle, uh, tournament in GoFest. GoFest tournament. In in the grand finals. In my last battle ever. I did bring Bastion. And I did Stone Edge a Shadow Venusaur on the opposing side. Right? When I could have flamethrower. So a slight BM there. But it was honestly less about that. It was more so if if the opponent tried to catch the flamethrower on a wall rain. Exactly. Because uh, they had the back, it would have done more damage. That honestly, that was going through my mind more than anything else. And they called on the galarin Stumpfist, that wouldn't be a problem to have a swamp in the back, so I was gonna win that anyway. So um yep. so it was less it was less about BM in that situation. But if I'm in that situation, I consider just to like wrap it up just for fun, whatever. Um it's not usually my go to, but again, I I don't really judge if you want to.
1: No, dude, I honestly think you're exactly right. I I think that's the most frustrating part about it, is that people will BM, and then when there are actual repercussions, like consequences for that, then they're like, oh, oh, well, it was just, you know, situational, or oh, I just didn't, you know, I didn't mean it that way, and all this other kind of crap. No, you have to own it. If you're going to do it, you need to own it, just like, you know, Marto effectively being banned from ever entering Japan. Right, because of because of all the all the VMs he's done to the Japanese players, Uh, and as well, like I talked to Brown Baller just briefly after the tournament. Like I don't really know him that well. Uh, We've like you know, I guess like a very uh, topical relationship. We just like know of each other kind of right. And obviously, huge respect for him uh, finishing second place in the tournament. His response to Dijon's tweet was, "I want to at least clear some things up." I made sure to talk to my opponent afterwards to ensure there was no disrespect towards them. Stop right there. No. <laughs> wrong. You just
0: double down there. You wrong. can't be up someone apologize afterward or double check. Like, exactly. i would be like, it's yo, like, I, 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 uh, I, kicked, I kicked Speedy's car, but I checked afterward to see if it was okay. No, <laughs> he just, just yeah, it. Exactly. Just it. Yeah,
1: just it's it. like, yeah. it's like, yeah, dude, by the way, uh, while we were riding around, I spilled some soda in your seat. And I didn't clean it up, so no disrespect. It's like, what? What what are you talking about? Of course it's disrespect. Of course it's disrespectful to do that, right? It's just so it's so incongruent with what you actually just did, right? Mm -hmm. So he says, you know, I talked to them to ensure there's no disrespect. And then he said, They are a very high skill battler and much love to them. That sentence is fine, right? Like if you could you can you can BM someone like like you and me, when you destroy me with Fluttermane. Right. And you only flex like two or three of your Pokemon. Like it's not quite a BM, but I understand I got, I got beat. It was Oh, I was bad.
0: flexing on you earlier today for sure. I, yeah, was, see? I was definitely BM you from the start by running like a non-ideal but, composition.
1: <laughs> I know. I know from the beginning. Right. But like I recognize the skill gap. Uh, we're friends. We know each other. There's much love going on here. So like that, that sentence is fine. But it is disrespect to BM. You're sending a message It's a psychological thing where you're trying to intimidate your opponent and get inside their head. Just like if you were uh, watching a football game and the opposing team scored and they did like this big dance all together. Maybe it's like maybe there's some like hidden meaning like they're making fun of your mascot or they're making fun of your coach or a previous loss to another team or maybe it's, you know, something from social media, whatever. That's a BM too, because they could just run into the end zone and say, okay, hand the ball to the ref and walk back to the line of scrimmage or to the bench, whatever. That's also an option. But instead they do the extra thing. And they don't like do a a touchdown dance and then come to you later and they're like, yo, man, you know, I know I made fun of your mascot and we, you know, we crushed you by 50 points, but like much love. Like, come on. (laughs) It's just not congruent, right? So again, we haven't even got to the second BM. I don't know if we will talk about on that too much, but sometimes things just kind of take care of themselves. Over time, but I really just I want people to own it. If you're gonna be a villain, you gotta go all the way. You gotta embrace it, even if it's if it's just for one tournament. You would just want to be the villain. At least be consistent. Don't take back when you get backlash, because like you started this whole thing with, there are consequences, man. If you're really polite to somebody, that's a good consequence if they respond well. If you're really rude to somebody, guess what? You're gonna get an equivalent response.
0: Yeah, yeah, I agree. I mean, it's funny too because Brown Ball. There's one moment where at I think it was um the losers finals against Dodge Game three, he had a chance to throw Last Resort at the Lickitung with Umbreon. It was that that was dodge's final Pokemon, and I was like, oh, I sense a Last Resort coming. It's less energy efficient, uh, efficient, but honestly, Last Resort would be a better play anyway. <laughs> he foul plays there. I was like, what? I was like, just throw the Last Resort. That's like, like that's like your your signature move at this point right um, but it would have been more effective M- maybe the foul play is the bm cuz it's done the less of less damage move but yeah i agree with you i mean i think just double down on it right if you and the thing is his bm there like it wasn't it was it's not like he was just BMing a kid or some Japanese player, right? Which culturally is like a like a bigger deal than not. So I think yeah. honestly, <laughs> just you gotta you gotta knock out the boy, right? You get two to one shield advantage. You might as well just knock out the save if you're gonna if you're gonna throw it there, you have to throw the foul play after it's a little a little different. But either yeah. way, it's it is what it is. I, I don't think it's a huge deal. But yes, so the second BM, and obviously this was day two, right? Top cut, top eights for Toronto, obviously a lot of this Twitter discussion already started, was deep into it, so everyone's seen it and um, and so in the winner's finals, Wadage goes against Magic Mason and wins game one very decisively has a Lickitung into a knockdown but has a lot of health on this Lickitung into his knockdown, knockdown has no shields, is low on health and instead of throwing the neutral body slam builds up to the resisted power whip it throws the power whip instead at the Noctowl. And it does knock it out though. So um it's enough. And everyone knows exactly what Wadodge is doing, right? Obviously, that's not the right move. And Dodge is definitely smart enough to know that as well. But it was going for low BM. Now here's where I'm saying look, you gotta live with the consequences, right? Yeah. I'm not saying this is why he lost. But he proceeds to go 0-3 against Magic Mason afterward and then goes 0-3 against Brown Baller, who Oof. was running the same team, right, to get knocked out of the tournament. And a lot of people were like, oh, that's karma, right? You've been 0-6 since the BM, right? And here's the thing. If he just threw body slam there, those comments would not be there, right? Unfortunately, he goes, so you probably go 0-6 either. like It's it's not because he threw a power whip that he went 0-6. Like, come on. Like, yeah. I mean, some people might really bully karma, so I'll... I'll say if you do sure but i personally think like <laughs> match mason just played great and so did brown ball and that's that's what it is right and so i mean if you're going to bm like that it's not to secure the win in a set yep you're going to bring it up if you end up losing the set right you can say it's karma like you deserve that blah blah blah. like i don't think it's i don't think it's actually karma he deserves that but those kind of comments will happen right? if you do bm mm-hmm. and it so you and you end up losing like i said i wouldn't bm unless it's about to catapult me to top cup for day number two or win me the tournament because i don't want to see those kind of comments right because <laughs> i know like yeah like i probably should have done that if i didn't win the whole thing or win the sets but that is something around it right i wasn't i'm not going to be the kind of perspective like, oh podash deserves that right like it is what it is like it's yeah but some people will say that unfortunately um sure. i will say speaking on that issue too um he did write a statement as well and i only bring this up i mean it's not officially part of our T segment but i thought it was an interesting post he wrote a long twitter post about this and you know he obviously felt devastated from the tournament because he was pretty much one set away from making it to qualify for japan and end up third place which was the closest he could get to winning a ticket to japan without getting one um for mm-hmm. world but um you know he i will say that he, we talked about this in a previous episode after Salt Lake City, where he tweeted out, talking about like low skill of Salt Lake City and stuff and et cetera, et cetera. And, you know, I think both of us didn't really love that take, but, you know, that's our perspective on it. <laughs> and he said specifically, um, this is by like part of the tweet he said is this is by no means a pity party but i'd say some of my past actions that are looked down on like the salt lake city tweet are out of a complete place of jealousy and wishing that was me in terms of like wishing that he won those tournaments sure. um, and you know so i i appreciate that he did acknowledge that right because i think that was a little divisive in the community when he wrote the tweet but again free speech, right? You can tweet whatever. It's just like most things, right? BMing. You just have to be prepared for the consequences for any of your actions, regardless of whether good or bad. So, I actually think that that was a really good tweet and, you know, he's a great battler, so I wish him the best and he's going to be in Arlington and San Diego, so the next regional. So, I wouldn't be surprised if we see him in the top A again, making a run for Worlds. And then, to wrap it up, he says, I appreciate all the kind messages. One more thing. Karma's a B, right? Uh, Whatever Mm -hmm. You can figure out what that stands for.
1: But, a B word.
0: A B word, yeah. Um, Which is, I mean, I, I think implying really the BMing situation. It could be, mean a bunch of other things, but I think it's really implying the BM situation, which I thought was funny, and um, it was funny that he acknowledged it. But, yeah.
1: yeah. Well, this is the thing too, right? Like, it it took a lot for a young person to go through all that in the tournament, and then instead of doubling down, actually, like, have some perspective look inwards and actually like put this out in public. Right. Cause they could tell their friends this, they could be private about this. They could think this personally, but this is, you know, for everyone to see. Right. Mm-hmm. So I, I think as well, like as much as we talk about owning BMs, I think we also have to celebrate growth. And I think that we have to uh, realize that people are fallible and give them a second chance. Cause I think again, like, you know, like he said, he pointed out the past tweet as well about Salt Lake city I feel like if he feels like he's in a a place where he can adjust and grow and improve his attitude and and gain perspective, then we have to support that. Because if we don't, the alternative is that a lot of people will double down even further and go even more radically in the opposite direction, which makes them even harder to reach. So. I think it's it's a good thing to extend the olive branch here because uh, this is like a situation where two people that don't like each other kind of come to a truce. And Wadaj put his hand out first to shake your hand. He was the one that like you know put his uh, I guess you know put his pride to the side and uh, and extended his hand first. Wait, wait, wait. who doesn't like
0: who here? Who's the who's the?
1: No, I'm just saying like if <laughs> we if we think that Wadaj is like the public enemy. Oh right? yeah, yeah yeah. For his behavior then he's the one who's like coming to the table to bargain which I takes a lot of uh yeah a lot of selflessness i think right right, right.
0: i i personally don't think he's the public I enemy mean, myself personally but i can see how some people might and um you know i think that's that tweet was definitely a good one i think for people to see the growth sure there too but yeah yeah anyway so bming gone wrong let's just put it that way so um mm-hmm. if you if you don't want to see people commenting about karma and all that stuff then just don't bm <laughs> people might still criticize your play that's unfortunate but that'll happen but uh mm-hmm. as you won't do karma into it so that's our take on the bm stuff though i kind of want to disagree with you i feel like we're kind of on the same page on a lot of these hot topics but or these. yeah these, i know man
1: topics. we need we need some more divisive opinions here
0: yeah i'll do something weird wild to, to stir up some controversy i guess maybe when i'm on stream Maybe I'll do something <laughs> weird in San Diego, but um, but we'll see. Are you are you competing? Are you competing at any of these? I mean, if people know I'm going to San Diego, what, what about you?
1: Yeah, I definitely want to compete at least one of them. I'm definitely looking at uh, next year as being a good time to uh, get out there and actually play. And ever since a really good, you know, GBL season last season, I'm feeling uh, much better about my battling. So we'll see.
0: Okay. We'll see if
1: I'm still rusty.
0: Not uh not any upcoming one like Arlington or San Diego?
1: I'm not looking at Arlington right now. Uh San Diego we'll have to see. Okay, gotcha, gotcha.
0: All right. Well, there's that. And then one final thing, I guess. I mean, you want to bring up the tier list that I made. I mean, we Thoughts could, yeah. Yeah, well what do you think? I mean, I, I stand by my tier list. I made a tier list for those that don't know for the upcoming PvP or for the, for the current updates that were dropped. I made it the day or like a few hours before the updates dropped on what I thought would be uh, how Pokemon would be ranked in a tier list of relevance and importance in both Show 6 and Go Battle League. Mm. Mostly Great League, but there's some stuff for Little Cup Ultra League really and Master League as well. And okay. I feel like I'm, for the most part, pretty spot on still. But, mm. you know, obviously these are a lot of changes that happen before all three tournaments happen as well. What are your thoughts?
1: Uh, Okay, so uh, I want to talk about three here. Uh, Again, everybody should follow Caleb on Twitter so you can get all this stuff in real time and watch the stream too where he actually made this. But in A tier, you have Aurora's Dude, what are you thinking, man? Pretty good. It's pretty good. In greater Ultra or both?
0: Uh, Both. It's it's ranked really high in Ultra. We haven't seen an action for Ultra, but I think it's pretty good. It's the I, bottom I, of A2, though. It's the second to last one. <laughs> All right. I, beats, I don't know, man. I'm not buying it. It beats Frostlass. Okay. Frostlass is one of the strongest safe swaps. It just beats Frostlass. It's one, um, what do you call it? Meteor Beam. Meteor Beam? I mean, you don't have to run okay. Meteor Beam. You could run Ancient Power. It was very okay. good in factions, too. It won the metas because it was one of the few things that beats the Dragons and Frostlass, which are two of the, like Dragonair and Frostlass, which are two of the strongest safe swaps in that meta.
1: Okay. Well, you uh. Mm, okay. Shadowball. I don't know, but Shadow Ball does a little less than I thought. It only takes fifty-six yeah. percent of your they HP. They can tank it. Yeah, you can't they can not tank it. One Shadowball. Yeah. Mm, interesting. Uh, that was the first one. I was like, "Aurorus, really? I, I, I just, I don't know. I don't agree with you." Takes a
0: lot of the flyers too. Noctow. Gliscor, uh, Helper's not too bad. Yeah.
1: yeah. I don't know. Time. We did see it on a couple of teams in uh we this weekend. One. This past
0: weekend. Yeah, Magmar man, but. The thing is, he had true. like spice on everything, so it's hard to say exactly if the Aurorus was the one that was the MVP or not. But
1: yeah, true. All right. Okay. okay. So moving on from Aurora's, I feel like uh, oh, I got so many tabs open. Um, I feel like Lit Leo in C is super disrespectful. Dude, as well.
0: I know you were th- like you were hinting at incinerate Lit Leo could be good. Yo, I see Lit Leo be successful. Go bad league nor show six, man.
1: All right. Bet. I'll say maybe I like guess hel-
0: gonna, holiday cup once in a while, but it's, it's hard to use.
1: I guess I'm gonna have to run double fire and GBL or something. That's true. You. I mean,
0: if our if we if we got a if we got GBL, bet I'm feeling real good about it already <laughs> with that plan in mind. Mm, what would you put, I mean, Lit Leo? What a pair with it? What 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 tier would you put it in?
1: Uh, I put I put Lit Leo honestly in. Uh, I put it a tier.
0: No shot. Yeah, you yeah, put yeah, Lit yeah. Leo a sure. tier. Man, sure. lost his mind. <laughs>
1: <laughs> No 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 easily, easily.
0: Oh my goodness. You're roasting I mean, my tier list. You got an A tiered Litleo. <laughs> if you
1: look at if you look at some of these teams, right, you look at uh teams with like Trevenit, G Fisk, even like uh a knockdown, Lickitung, Frostlass, Jump Bluff, uh Litleo beats all those things. Beats all of them. And the Registeel too telling all right, you all right. so that, that's super disrespectful right but the last one this one i actually don't think you you nerfed it hard enough okay Tarantrum in d tier dude that thing D-tier is be awful that thing should be like f minus tier i mean the it's problem really- is
0: like there's only one f tier and i want to save it for just Golar because i just don't like Golar. Uh, <laughs> i mean that's fair <laughs> to be fair, fair like that tarantrum. I, honestly, moltres I can't even say nothing because Enholm actually made some utility off that. In- she, dude, she beat Onion Frank with it, right? Dude, I heard the stories. I didn't see it It was on stream, but I heard the stories. She brought into one battle all weekend, and she's one and one with it. And she <laughs> overheated Onion Frank's chiefisk, like, oh my, to gosh. eliminate him from the tournament. So that's yay. a
1: career-ending injury. That's 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 like a torn ACL, dude. You know, seriously. losing to moltres.
0: Look, I I won't um. This is a combo that I had with Onion Frank and Tua Butters uh-huh. the day before. You weren't there for it yet because you you weren't at Toronto yet. But Onion Frank's like, "Hey, what can I um, what can I say? What can and can I not say during like the Winter interview? Right, if I like win Toronto and stuff." And I was just like, look, I mean, one, like you shouldn't push boundaries too much because if you get blacklisted, you could technically say whatever, but if you say something you shouldn't say, you're, you could be blacklisted from the Pokemon company forever. Right. For like interviews and stuff and stream battles. Yeah. But on top of that, I said, dude. You gotta worry about qualifying for top eight first, right? Like, let's not talk <laughs> about winning, right? And this guy gets freaking 2-0'd by and off running a bunch of ultra visa legendary teams. He lost to oh, a Voltress. No. Like, come on, dude. Oh, like, man. dude. Check yourself before you wreck yourself, man. Look, I got no dude. no negative feelings or personal vendetta against Onion Frank, but that's a thing, right? Like, you gotta Some people need to humble themselves a little bit, right? Like, you gotta like do something, accomplish something first before you start talking all about this stuff, right? I mean, Onion Frank's done great in GBL and, like, GBLA and all that stuff, but, and has made mm. top cut in, like, tournaments before for show six. But, man, you got beat by a Moltres in show six. No, let alone, like, it's not Galerian Moltres, it's like a Kanto Moltres. Not yeah. even, not even show six. Like, even in Blind 3's Go badly, League, that's hard to do, right? So, <laughs>
1: Yeah, yeah man. That was that's game. brutal, right? Like you said, one step at a time, like a, like a receiver time. who catches a wide open pass and they are so busy like looking upfield that they drop the ball. Like, oh. <laughs> yeah,
0: like what's speech i going to do when I win the Super Bowl? <laughs> I mean,
1: right, you're right.
0: in a preseason game.
1: <laughs> like, don't, uh, don't fumble on you, you know, you got to yeah. get to the end zone first, exactly.
0: I still put Moltres as D tier despite Enhoff doing it. Now, here's the thing there are people that have been successful with Pokemon like Emmy Weedle that got uh swept a tournament with a man team that put in C tier. That doesn't mm-hmm. mean the Pokemon's good. That means the player is good. Because I challenge anyone that C tier, D tier, F tier Pokemon, you try mm-hmm. using a tournament, you tell me how it goes, right? You bring that Lit Leo to a tournament, Speedges Chief. We'll see, we'll see how it lives up to the to the A tier hype or not. Man, you've a Litleo at A tier. Wow. What? Yeah. That's fine. Dude,
1: it, okay. So even if you look at all the things it beats in the A tier, right? Beats Licky. Beats Trev. It has a decent shot against Walrein. I think Walrein has a double Earthquake it to win. And meanwhile, you've done three flame charges, right? You look at Galarian Sunfisk, you win. You look at uh, Venusaur, you win. Cresselia, I think you also win. Skarmor, you definitely win. You look at Aurorus, you smash because it's you know rock and uh, and ice and you just flame charge it. Yeah, it was just neutral, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, neutral. But and still, <laughs> p- Mamoswine you destroy. Know, <laughs> it, wrecks, <laughs> it wrecks your A tier. How about that? It's it's so bad, but it still wrecks almost all your A tier. Right, okay. Let's
0: put it this way. Against the Grand Finals team, right? The Mirror team. They had a yeah. Lantern, a Glaring a Noctowl, a Metacham, a Umbreon, and mm-hmm. what was the last Pokemon they had? Trevenant. Glare- right? Trevenant, yeah. Beat Trevenant. Glaring Stumpf is kind of a weird one. I feel like you yeah. could kind of grab shields off of that or win that, depending on the situation with Glenar Stumpfisk. Yeah. Do you weird. actually beat Noctow with Lilio? You must you have the two it's, shield through it. It's closed, yeah. You got a two-shield through yeah, it. Yeah, that's expensive. Umbreon, you probably don't beat in the neutral. Medicham, you lose two, and then lantern you lose to. I think it's just tough to bring. It just doesn't mm-hmm. have enough neutral play, I think, against everything. But look, prove me wrong. Prove me wrong, speedious Chief. Yeah, if you win a regionals or an international with it, I will. I don't know what you want me to transfer.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you go, you go two and four against the championship team, with uh-huh. wins over Trev and Knockdowel. But it's close versus Umbers and G Fisk and the twos in yeah, particular. Yeah, yeah.
0: So I mean, look, you're welcome to try it. This is not a challenge for everyone, right? This is just a challenge for Speedious Chief. I can't be <laughs> like transferring Pokemon like here and there every day, but. Yeah, um, I really wanted to put that Amphros in F tier, but realistically, it's not that. Oh, bad. dude,
1: just to mess with butters.
0: Yeah, I just yeah. mess with butters. I did destroy one <laughs> last night and go bad league, so you <laughs> like that? Nice. But anyway, those are the those are the ones you disagree. The big disagreements.
1: Yeah, yeah, those are the three I picked out. I was looking over the list, and I agree with a lot of it, but I was like, man, what is Caleb thinking? Man? <laughs> Helper might be need to knock down a little bit. I think it's not as impactful as
0: yeah. I thought it was, just because of the uptake of Lantern, and mm. oh, I actually, oh no, Lantern is on the list. It's number three. Okay, so I mean that's a pretty good prediction. Hey, I predicted Umbra would be ahead of Ligatong, and it is. It was pretty good. Top eight yeah, tier, you know, eight tier. So mm-hmm. it's uh, I feel like I was pretty good on the tiers. All right, let's think about the teams. The top, the top, um, the the winning teams from Toronto. Lantern S tier, mm-hmm. Noctow, S tier. Medicham, S tier, and mm-hmm. then it was Umbra A tier, Trevenant, mm-hmm. and GFisk. Yeah, so three S tier, three A tier. So I think uh, my read was fairly decent, but... Yeah,
1: pretty consistent. Yeah, pretty
0: consistent. So we'll see. I know a lot of people have some controversial takes and disagree with me, but you know, <laughs> it is what it is.
1: I'm just waiting for you to win a regional with Double Rock with uh, Basidon and Aurorus.
0: <laughs> <laughs> double week to fighting too oh my gosh i better be run quadruple yep. ghosts with that, with that strategy <laughs> here too i think um back in the day too during a self cup i think it was sinister cup um uh, this guy i don't even think he plays anymore hugs remember hugs uh peace love and hugs peace love hugs yeah peace love hugs yeah. ran triple ghost it was triple mm-hmm. ghost with a Steelix on team to like really counter any fighters it was a really interesting Ooh. team. yeah uh, yeah. also piece of hug is from texas dude if we see him in arlington i about to lose my mind i already defriended him <laughs> on all the i thought he quit but hey Ooh. you never know there was some people that came back out of retirement like holden mcnuggets he was in uh mm-hmm. toronto
1: yeah yeah he was yeah, it's cool to see the uh the trainers come back yeah. back into competitive play
0: he lost O two 2 to scrubler dustin though so <laughs> i mm. surprised he didn't go back into retirement, but it's good to see some people come <laughs> back into the gate. Yeah. yeah. So, anyway. Uh, I think that just wraps it up for us. We'll aim to do a video segment next week and do it on um, do it at noon. I think what me and Speed are going to do right after this is set an actual record time so that we'll, yeah. we'll, we'll yes. have time to do all this stuff. But, anyway, hope you have a great one. Hope you all love the tea. I mean, we talked about everything on the sun. I feel like that was controversial.
1: Did um, I know? It's a good episode.
0: Yeah, it was a good episode. So stay tuned for the next one. But um, I don't think there's any regionals coming up. So everyone enjoy your Keldeo event if you if you got the ticket. <laughs> Only got yeah, Saturday there's Saturday
1: Arlington Friday. and then San Diego next year. I think. Right. Yeah.
0: yeah. And I'll be I'll be competing in San Diego. So. Ooh. Y'all better prep your Bastion counters. I'm just saying.
1: I want to see some Caleb Peng on stream. That's what I want to see. Dude.
0: Yeah. Should I BM,
1: <laughs> dude? Of course, become the villain, embrace it.
0: Uh, I'll throw a flamethrower against Altaria with Bassett. Okay,
1: back. you can you can become uh I know we've switched titles back and forth, but you can you can become a uh, Gary Pang yet again. Mm,
0: I like it. I like or, it. Or Caleb Oak. Caleb Oak. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be uh I'll be Caleb Giovanni. <laughs> oh, there you go. All right. Well, anyway. Catch y'all next time. Thanks for tuning in and we'll see y'all later.